Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Happy 2019 from the den. It may be a new year, but you are still listening to the best in the world, The Howl. We would like to welcome you if this is your first time or if you're a regular listener to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1973. All right, so now we're going to, uh, we'll start this week's episode with a look at the draft, how that went compared to my mock. And then we're going to jump into some 2K simulations based on uh, current rumors, based on how the draft actually went, and then uh, looking ahead at some possible moves for the Timberwolves during the offseason. But again, we'll start with taking a look at how the actual draft went and kind of go from there. So, well, Kevin, well, what, Rob, what are your before, thoughts? Before we dive into it here, let, let's get your overall thoughts on the draft. Um, the The... I guess the, the two things I want to ask you, you know, who are the winners and losers of, of this draft, in your opinion, and uh, overall thoughts here on the Wolves draft? Well, 
why don't we so my thinking was we'd kind of go pick by pick if that makes sense that's fine i was i was just curious so you're like who your winners and losers were i do think that the the wolves did a really good job i thought the suns did a very poor job and we'll get into that when we go over kind of how things went yeah i was very for me it's it's two of the teams that were were top lottery teams that a year or two from now could find themselves annually outside of the lottery because of how they did. And that's the Pelicans and the Hawks. Yep. I think both teams had phenomenal drafts. Agreed. Not only drafting players of need, and we'll get into who those players were, um, but getting BPAs at those at those spots. I mean, obviously taking Zion out of the picture. If you look at what the Pelicans and what the Hawks did, not only did they get positional guys that are, that are going to work really well for them, but at their draft spot, I think they took the best player available as well at the same time. And actually, uh, uh, springboarding off of that, I think a team that did a poor job in this draft was the Cavs. I, I don't, do too. And we'll, I, we'll, that's, that's and we'll, one that I really want to talk yep, about. So we'll talk about that when we get to it. But there's definitely some issues with uh, some of the teams in yep. the lottery. There's a few teams in the lottery when we get to them. I have some yep. serious issues with how they handled it. So first three picks we won't spend too much time with just because um, these were the three picks that we really saw coming across the board. Pelicans got Zion. Uh, Grizzlies taking John Morant, um, and they got busy in the later half of the first round that we'll get into and break yep. down why that was a great move. And then the Knicks took R.J. Barrett. Uh, I'm the, three for three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Lakers had the fourth pick. They uh, traded it as part of the Anthony Davis deal to the Pelicans. The Pelicans uh, looked to uh, move that, that pick come draft day, and they found a suitor in the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, who took, what was it, 8, 17, and 35, correct, Rob? That's correct. Uh, so with the four pick, the Atlanta Hawks took DeAndre Hunter which from the University of Virginia. I'm going to give myself credit here. I said it would be a trade. I had the Pacers, but I had the trade being for DeAndre Hunter. So I was correct. I got the I got the pick actually correct at number four, which is pretty good. And I think that's a great pickup for the Hawks. It's a guy that they wanted that they weren't sure was going to be available at eight even. Uh, much less at 17 uh, with that pick as well. So they moved up to get the the guy that they wanted in DeAndre Hunter. Uh, here's where it gets a little interesting, and this is where we're going to spend just a little bit of time here, Rob, and that's the number five pick. The Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, a lot of people thought that they might trade the pick. The Wolves were one of the teams that uh, were looking to move up, and this was a spot maybe we thought that they would go to. Um, along with a lot of other teams, uh, the Cavaliers ended up keeping the pick and drafting point guard Darius Garland from Vanderbilt. Now, Darius Garland, you could. there's an argument to be made that he's the best player available at this spot right now, right? That's a thing. But here's the problem I have. Is he worlds better than Jarrett Culver if he is better? And no, he's not. And Culver fits a need. You drafted Colin Sexton the year before. It doesn't make any sense to grab Garland when the difference between the two players is not like some astronomical thing. We're not talking, you know, Michael Jordan and Sam Bowie here. Yep. This is two guys that are relatively, I would say, in the same tier yep. of player. And so now the Wolves fan in me obviously is a little more angry at the time because I'm saying to myself, Garland was who we wanted. He fit what we actually needed, unlike the Cavs. And unfortunately, they make that mistake. To me, I would say they make the mistake, at least, of grabbing Garland. So now you're stuck with, and we'll, we'll get into what they end up doing later in the draft yep. and how they tried to right the ship, I guess, a little bit. But uh, at least on the surface, to me, this is a bad pick. Not well, because I like, dislike Darius Garland, of course. And, you know, I was, I was listening to the Ringers podcast breaking down the, uh, the NBA draft. And um, if you're looking for an overall 
NBA show. That's I mean, they they put out great content on a regular basis. They do. Their their mock drafts were a little weird because I kind of yep. I follow them obviously through the process because yep. much like me, they do mock drafts pretty consistently. Yeah, but but good content I was, nonetheless. I was listening to them. Uh, um, you know, I travel a lot for work, so on the road I get a lot of podcast time, and I wanted to listen to somebody else um, break it down before you and I got to talk about it, just to to kind of get the the mindset going. And you know, one of the things they said is is in Cleveland, one of those two point guards is going to assert themselves very quickly as the top dog, and neither and nobody on that podcast believe that it's going to be Colin Sexton, that it's going to be Darius Garland, and Garland is six two. And I think Sexton's what six three, six four. He's not much taller. No, he's not. I mean, so he's he's not. You can't you can't really not shooting run, guard size. Yeah, you can't really run either of them as an off ball shooting I mean, guard. You'd have to run Sexton just because he's bigger. Yeah, I guess. And that would be that would be the argument is that uh, you would run him at the two. But uh, much like so, I, so I said, are the draft Cavs night, running an un- ungodly small ball roster like or did, is David Kahn behind in the shadows like well, laughing? That's the thing. Yeah, he's he's just sitting there going good. Yep. See, it is possible. Someone else agreed. It's like it didn't work, David. <laughs> Sorry, it didn't work. But, yeah, I just think it was a mistake. And I guess we could touch on it a little bit here now. So, obviously, later in the draft, they made the the big trade. And I say big just because they gave up, I think it was four second-round picks to get the, I think, the 30th pick. Yeah, it was the 30th. So, we'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, while we're at their, at their team, I think it makes sense to, to talk about it just briefly now, is that you, you end up giving up a bunch of picks – because clearly that was a need. Yep. Wing was a need. So yeah, I just, and, they, and they took a wing, and we'll get into who that is. Obviously. And you could have gotten a point guard later in the draft if you really felt like you needed another point guard yeah. for depth. But you didn't. You didn't really necessarily need to do this. And and the time will tell if it works out. Obviously, maybe they'll be the the team that they maybe they go that route, kind of like you see with uh, teams that ever everyone that ever has Lou Williams. I always use him as like a sixth man. So maybe they say, look, we we're going to use Colin Sexton as like a super sixth man, or yep. Darius Garland is like a super sixth man. He's going to get starter minutes, but he's not going to start or whatever. However, you end up doing it, maybe that works out. But man, on the surface, but if, I, if it's I'm such Colin a mistake, Sexton, I'm not happy. It's a mistake. Yeah, oh, correct. I am furious that the team that, that took me first overall after one year is already taking a top tier point guard. We bring up David Kahn. Part of the reason I'll say that Ricky Rubio would not come over right away is because they drafted Johnny Flynn, and yep. Ricky was pissed, and he had every reason to be. 100%. It didn't make any sense. Yep. And, and I remember at the time, I don't know if you, if you recall this, but David Kahn did all this work. He drafted uh, another player from Ricky's team. He did all these little things to make it – like it, it was impressive. I mean, of all the things that he did wrong, this was actually impressive where David Kahn found a way – to make it work financially. Well, and didn't and he, he, still didn't he also draft wouldn't... Ty Lawson and trade him away on draft night too? He did. Although the, although we didn't technically draft him, it was we we traded the pick ahead of time and they drafted Ty Lawson, so we didn't know he'd be available. You know, so there's there's other things yeah. there. But but my point is just he found a way to make it work financially to get Ricky because most people thought it couldn't be done or be difficult. He found a way to make it work, and Ricky still wasn't willing to come over. And I think a big part of that was Johnny Flynn being here. And so now you're talking, if you're Colin Sexton, don't you go into draft night saying, well, the one thing they're not going to do is draft a point guard at the first pick, right? And oh, they did. And then they did. Damn, they did. Uh, number six pick belonged to the Phoenix Suns until about an hour or so before draft time. When the Minnesota Timberwolves came, Colin uh, offered number 11 and Dario Saric for the number six pick. Uh, first things first, wish Dario the best. Obviously, I liked him. Well, i got to be honest. I don't know that I wish him the best. Uh, well, hold on, and I'm getting to that because I know exactly where you're going. Yep. I, I like Dario. Um, I thought 
he was a good piece of the Jimmy Butler trade. Getting him and Covington together was great. I, I don't think that he got the run that maybe he should have, and I think he was uh, too up and down with Tibbs on the coaching staff, and I think that might not have set him up for the success. But then he comes out and says that he felt like he didn't get a fair shake in Minnesota, and he's actually super excited to go to the Suns because maybe they'll treat him better. And my thing is, how could you not think you were treated well here? Minnesota fans were happy to have him, even through some of his low points of single-digit averages over stretches of games and, and looking like a deer in the headlights out there. Minnesota fans, I think, really gravitated towards Dario. Can we agree that he was not as good as advertised when we got him? I felt like when we got him, he was expected to be like real good, and he, he was, was he was he was expected to be our our power forward of the future, our power forward of the future. And the fact that now, granted, it's a different regime. I get all of those things, but here's the deal: he wasn't as good as advertised. Yep. I don't think it, there's even a way you could. There were, t- I mean, there were times where he was outright bad. Do you remember how highly touted he was when he got drafted? He, yes, correct. He, now, he hasn't lived up to that yet. I do think that the Suns are going to put him in a position to succeed. But here's the deal. So did the Wolves. Yeah. You're playing next to arguably, again, arguably, the best center in basketball. Like, seriously, at least offensively. Top, top, top two. Oh, yeah. It's him or what? Joel Embiid yeah. or Nikola Jokic, if, if, you, An- know, if you like that kind of I mean, thing. Anthony Davis, but I consider him more a four. So does he. He doesn't want to play center, so yeah. that's part of it, too. So, yeah, Although I mean, 2K, top, by the way, views him as a center, exactly. I found out. But, yeah, so, but so, so regardless, Towns the point being, the you're league, next you're to this next elite to player. Plus, yeah. now, I think what hurt him is now Robert Covington going out hurt him a lot. But here's the thing. Your value shouldn't be dependent on the people around you. Correct. Now, granted, if you're a really good player and every other player on your team is bad, sure, maybe your stats won't be as good, but that's also an opportunity for you to step up. Case in point, a good example, well, Minnesota, Kevin Love. And the, and the theory, too, is that a great player makes everyone else around him better. Yep. Robert Covington on defense makes everybody else better. But that doesn't take away from just how horribly Dario Saric played offensively. Yeah, I, I just I have I have real I have real issues, real concerns with him saying that. Yeah. But again, it's a moot point and he's gone. Yep, and now fun, we're not going to be playing, stuck trying to playing for another lottery team next year. And now we're we're not stuck trying to pay him money. Exactly. And, and I say stuck just because it didn't work out the way that people wanted it to. Exactly. I think it's fair to say if you had to ha- if you would have had to pay him what he's going to make in free agency, I think it would have been uh you know, you would have had to overpay for him. Yep. Based on the production and that's you're not getting. ideal. I mean and it's one of those things that I'll tell you this. If Tibbs was still the coach when Sharge's contract came up, I would see Tibbs matching it and overpaying and kind of, you know, on that side of things. Cause it's like, this is the trade you made for your guy. You want to immediately hold on to the pieces that came back to it, even though Sharge doesn't deserve it. Moving back in, the, the Wolves move up to six and they take arguably the, the best player available at this spot. And that's Jarrett Culver from Texas Tech. This Rob was not by any stretch a sexy pick for for you and I, because you obviously wanted Darius. I wanted who went with the seventh overall pick, who we'll get into. But Jarrett Culver, I think, is going to be a good piece for this team when you look at everything that he does and his hard work ability. There was a tweet that, that came out half hour after Jarrett Culver was drafted that he was already in the gym looking to work out 
Yeah, and, so and Chris Beard found him a gym to work at. Yeah, my understanding was he told Texas Tech like before the draft even, I want you to find me a gym because when the when because I want to be able to go work. So yep. here's the deal: we saw how how much that worked with a guy like Zach Levine. I, I think having a gym rat, even if that's even if like that's kind of one of their big selling points. But whether you're a good or bad player, I just think anytime you can get a guy that is willing to put in the work, yep, it's huge. That's a big big difference maker. And well, and it's and it's a it's a it's a cliche phrase of you know you, you literally have to kick this guy out of the gym. But there were multiple reports that Chris Beard and his coaching staff literally had to lock Jarrett Culver out of the gym because he would spend so much time Levine, in there. Levine was the same way. They and had so to, it's like mm-hmm. you're getting that kind of guy, and you know the the ringer the ringer guys absolutely love Jarrett Culver with Carl Anthony Towns. Well, Tom, so Towns was doing the and you Tom, saw the thing on the Timberwolves Towns was super happy too. Well, well, Towns was happy, but also there was just a tweet from the Timberwolves. He had been like out of the country or something, and he came back into town like on a red eye or something, and he immediately like went to the gym because uh, my, uh, my former player that I coached, that Shabazz Khan, the media guy for the Timberwolves, yep. was talking it up. It's, I mean, that's kind of a cool deal. So now you're talking about two players that make a lot of sense just in terms of the hard work ability. And here's the thing. For anyone that's not aware of what makes Jared Culver tick or what kind of what describes him as a player, he, he does have issues with shooting. That's one of the reasons why he's available at pick six. If he was a great shooter, he probably is up there with Zion Williamson. Yep. It's no different than if you look at Darius Garland. He's not a huge player, and he's not super athletic. And, like, you know, he doesn't have a great wingspan, for example. Well, here's the deal. If these players had these abilities, then they'd be up there with Zion Williamson. They're not, which is why they're available. That's what people have to realize. So when you look at Jarrett Culver, if you're being honest about him as a player, he's not a great shooter. He had issues between his freshman. So his freshman year, he shot, I believe, 38% from three. He then tweaked his motion because he had a weird thing. Not, not a hitch, but, like, he started his shot motion very low. And so he changed that in between his seasons. And now he's got a much higher release. But here's the problem. Now he dropped down to 30% shooting. Now he claims that's because of how he was used. He The workload was too big for him. And so, you know, he had to take up some shots that maybe weren't ideal. And he's going to have to work on those things. But his form is not terrible. It's not one of those things where you're – it's not Lonzo Ball, right? Uh, it's not something like that. And it's repeatable. Now – some guys, actually, you know, talking about Lonzo Ball, he, his shot's repeatable, right? And so Jarrett Culver, I think a few tweaks and then just being able to repeat that same motion would be a huge thing. And he can already guard. Some people have said one to five. Yeah. I, I don't think at six six you're guarding fives. And he's not big. Like, he's not, like, weight-wise. So he's almost identical size-wise to Clay Thompson yep. in terms of wingspan, height, and all that. But he's much smaller weight-wise. And so he does need to get in the gym and just but put on can, some bulk. If he can guard a one through three, I'm, I'm okay with that. I think and that's he, what well, we need. And I think if he can even guard maybe some small ball fours eventually. Yep. So if you can use... Because that's what, what's, what's so great about Rob Covington, and they've talked about this, how he might play the four. And actually, before so before Roast Us came out, like when we were sitting, so we went to B-dubs, watched the, game, watched the draft, yep. and right when it happened, I said, man, my problem with that pick is not, not value, because that's the best player available once Garland is gone, uh, arguably. I mean, obviously, Kobe White's there, and I'm a big Kobe White fan, and I know yep. you are too. So th- right away, that's kind of the shock, right? But, but then you've, you know, Roast Us talks, he says, well, you know, our plan is to use Covington at the four. And, and he almost made it seem like he might start at the four. And if that's the case, well, then Culver or Kogi or someone slides right in. And now that changes the dynamic. So if you have Robert Covington playing the four, if he can then help kind of show Culver the way and, and just defensively, maybe Culver eventually can guard more positions. Yeah. But 
I agree. If if off the bat he can guard one to three, which I think he can, because you don't need to be a huge guy to guard any of those positions necessarily, like weight wise. But once you get into the four and five, you yeah, do need to be stronger. Yeah. You do need to be bigger, and he doesn't have that right now. But he could, and so you know, taking the time to like by the time draft night was over, and especially after um, we picked up a two way player, we'll get and we'll get into that later. But once all draft night was done, I felt very pleased with the draft. But but you're right, right off the bat, I think we both were a little kind of that's unfortunate, and we thought I think we all. A lot of Wolves fans, at least on Twitter and what I had seen, a lot of people thought that the pick would get moved. We thought it would kind of be the O.J. Mayo deal. Well, we took him, and we're going to say all the right things, but eventually he'll be moved. But what was it, about halfway through the draft, and we found out, no, no, he's staying. Yep. Yeah, this like, is the this guy. Was, and, this was our guy. And, and I think the other thing, too, that this does is light a fire under Wiggins' ass. In all honesty, I mean— If he's here. If he, if he, if he stays here, this, is, this pick is the light-the-fire pick because— I mean, there's people that think that Culver could work his way into the starting lineup halfway through the season if he plays at a consistent level and does everything that he's supposed to do. And well, plus, and and let's let's run it down. He's not taking Town's spot, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's not taking Rocco's spot. He's not taking whoever our point guard is going to be, whether that's Teague or uh, D'Angelo Russell. Which correct because we'll he's all, not that kind of player. We'll get, we'll get into all of that later. So, whose spot is he taking? It's either going to be whoever's at the two. Or who is ever at the three, and in both of those situations, in small ball and in regular, and in like a normal lineup, if you, Andrew Wiggins is a guy that that's the two in a normal and a three in a small ball. So that's that's Andrew Wiggins' job to lose, and I can guarantee you, Culver is hungry to take that spot. Well, and then in addition, you you got Josh Okogi who needs minutes, and he yep. deserves them. The biggest ABD. issue, of course, with Kogi is, you know, the shot. Yeah. Very, unfortunately, very similar to what we're talking about issue-wise here with Jarrett Culver. But, but you're right. Wiggins has to step up or his time here is – now, granted, part of, the, part of the reason why it's going to be tough, you can't really necessarily move him because what are you going to get for him? You're going to have to take back bad contracts. So if you're the Wolves, you said to yourself, Wiggins is just 23 years old. It's better to keep him, despite the fact that he makes a lot of money, than just to trade him and then take back other players that make a lot of money that are maybe the same or worse. At least there's an upside with Wiggins. And I do think that Ryan Saunders deserves his fair shake. Yep. And so now he's got – I mean, think about this. If you're, if you're Ryan Saunders, you've got to be licking your lips. You're saying, all right, so now I have my, wing, my wings are going to be uh, you know, Culver, Akogi, Wiggins, some KBD, whether he plays the three or the four. I mean, that's pretty nice. As far as young yep. talent goes – that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah and, I like it. And he adds in, uh, you know, we, we don't need to – well, we can kind of touch on it now, but he adds in in the second round. Uh, he grabs another uh, sort of wing prospect, kind of a two, a one-two hybrid, so a player that's, you know, going to be able to do both. Yeah, Jalen Noel And I'm a huge – so here's the deal. Uh, here's the book on Jalen Noel. I've done a lot of looking into him. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to claim I knew a lot about him going into the draft, but afterwards I did a deep dive in him, watched some of his, watched some of his games – uh, but he was very, very impressive his time with Washington. Now, the big knock on him is that people don't know whether he can play defense. Now, in the game footage that I watched, and not highlights, I'm talking actual game minutes, one issue I saw, and this is the reason why he's available in the second round. So they played zone at Washington. On top of that, Matisse Thibel, arguably the best, or sorry, Matisse Thibel, as I found out is how you say his name, is arguably the best defensive player in the draft. Well, now you're talking not only were they playing zone, but you had a, like a fantastic defender that would help cover up your mistakes. 
But here's the thing. When I watched him play, despite all that, he made a lot of mistakes. And I would argue he was the weak point on their defense. But again, that's why he's available at pick 43. If he was a good defender, he's going in the first round. Because he was the player of the year in his conference. Yeah, Pac-12, which when you look at it, I mean, you had Bull Bull. You had Matisse Thibel, a guy that went in the first round. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys in that. That's a stacked Pac-12 there. So for him to be available for the Wolves to grab him. And what's nice, too, is defense is something that can be learned. Like, obviously, you have to have the instincts and you have to have that kind of stuff. Yep. But to be an average NBA defender, that can be learned. Well, but if you don't have a good shot, if you, ha- you know, like that kind of stuff, that's, that's not necessarily an easily teachable his, thing. His shot is fantastic. One of the best shooters in the whole draft, honestly. Such a good shooter. Uh, 44% from three on, I think it was three or four attempts a game. Sign me the heck so, up. So, very, very good shooter. Um, it's repeatable. He... If I recall, he's a decent free throw shooter too, but I don't quote me on that. But he's a very good shooter, and he actually, I think, is going to be able to play the one and the two. He played a little bit of kind of the main ball handler at his school, but it wasn't his main thing. Someone else was the point guard. But I think he projects to be a one and a two. I think it's a great pickup. I think it makes a lot of sense for the Wolves. And so in that regard, I think they crushed it as far as the draft is concerned. I'm very pleased with how that worked out. Uh, Moving on to pick seven. Before we move on, I should yeah. probably just kind of go over where I'm at as far as my mock oh, and yeah. how close that went. So I did get the the players correct, not for the picks themselves, but like, so, you know, I had, I had the Cavs taking Jared Culver, which we agree I think made the most sense. I then had the Suns taking Kobe White, which uh, obviously didn't happen, and the Bulls, Darius Garland. So five, six, and seven, I had the picks. That's where they're going. Just the teams were, were different, and there yep. was some movement. So, you know, ultimately I think the value was there. And so we'll go with that. And now we move on to pick number eight. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah. So first off, number seven, Kobe White. I love the way he fits in in Chicago there. Otto Porter, Zach Levine, Wendell Carter Jr., and Lowry Markinen. That's going to be a fun starting five to watch. Super excited for that. The Hawks uh, had pick eight. They traded this pick to move up to four to grab that Pelicans pick. The Pelicans, man, they're going to be scary. With this pick, they took big man Jackson Hayes. Uh, University of Texas, I believe. Yep. I don't and love the pick, by the way. I, I'm a huge fan of this. I, You know, here's my problem with it, is that at that position, at that pick, now, this is kind of where he was expected to go. So that's not that's not my issue, but I would argue that he's not even the best center in the draft. Goja Batadze is probably the better center prospect. So that's my only concern. But what I will say is they did address a need. Yeah. And, and some people do do think highly of Jackson Hayes, uh, could be a good defender. He, you know, he should be he's a pretty at, good defender. He's athletic as all get yep. out. So there's things to like about him and it was a need. So again, it's, it's really, uh, you're kind of nitpicking a little bit. So ultimately I do think it's a good pick. I just, when all it's said and done, I think Goja Batadze ends up being the better player. That's yep. my only thing, nope. but, That's but a good pickup nonetheless and a good fit. You're talking about a team that needs a five and this is one way to address that. And they've done that. Uh, number nine, the Washington Wizards drafted Rui Hachimura with this pick. This is a bad pick. Uh, the Wizards are going to Suns on this pick and uh, just taken after that Phoenix team. I know there were reports from scouts that said they didn't believe Rui would go in the first or in the in the top ten picks. Yeah, there's people that had him in the mid-20s. Because people just don't value him necessarily. Part of the problem you run into is that so Rui is – it's kind of the opposite of Brandon Clark. So Brandon Clark is a four and a three's body. Uh, I think some would argue that Rui is kind of a three and a four's body uh, or kind of stuck him in that tweener role. And, but he's ultimately, I think he's going to have to play power forward just given just his athletic ability and kind of how that works out. Isn't I, he a little bit older too? 
He's a little bit older. I, th- I think he's 21, maybe. 21, yeah. That's what, that's um, what it sounds right. So, and it's not that he's a bad player. I just, you know, remember when there was the rumor that the Wolves made a promise? I was cringing. I wanted nothing to do with him at that pick. Yep. And ultimately, they, they take the shot. I think it's a mistake. Uh, as far as uh, their team is concerned, I actually had them. So, they, the week of the draft, so that Monday night, they actually had Kobe White and Nasir Little in, and they brought in everyone so all the top brass were there and they apparently Nasir Little just dominated and so that's who I had them taking if it wasn't Nasir Little though the other name that was really uh kind of pointed out towards them was Sekou Dumbuya both of those players would have been better picks in my eye I'm just not sold on Rui I'm just not sold on him at least maybe he has a higher floor I think that's fair to say he has a higher floor but if you're the Wizards and you're not even close to contention especially given you're arguably trying to trade Beal and John Wall's out all next year. Yep. And you're going to tell me Rui Hashimura is the guy that's going to make the difference? I, I don't buy it. No, I don't, I don't either. This was a huge reach for them, and uh, I, don't think, uh, I don't think they're going to be too happy there in Washington when all is said and done. Uh, number 11, this would have been the Wolves pick, um, but it went to the Phoenix Suns as part of the Wait, wait, wait. We, we skipped 10. Oh, shoot, we did. My, that's right. Uh, so number 10, the Atlanta Hawks, the pick that they kept – um, out of their first round picks, they take Cam Reddish. Phenomenal, great pick, great pick. I think it's tough to say what Cam Reddish actually is because when you're talking about Duke, R.J. Barrett and, and Zion were the guys, and so I think that when you watch them in college, it's tough to get a real read on Cam Reddish. But a lot of people are high on them. I actually had Cam Reddish going to, at eight to the Hawks, so I did think the Hawks were very high on him. That was my understanding. And so it makes sense that they took him. Very good value here at 10. And like we talked about earlier, that's one of the teams that I think did a great job in this draft. I mean, you're talking about DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish? Yeah. Sign me well, up and, for that. And, and the thing that, that didn't hit me until the day, the day after is this pick belonged to Dallas. So this was part of the Luka trade last year. Yep. So yep. for trading Luka, the Hawks got Trey Young and Cam Reddish. I mean, I, yeah. I think I'm okay with that. I mean, I get if you wanted to be upset about choosing Trey Young over Luka Doncic, I could understand that uh, in the first half of the season. Yeah. In the second half, I think you kind of got to be quiet. Yeah, Trey, Trey made a case, and and Hawks fans shouldn't necessarily feel bad about having the second best rookie in the NBA. Correct. Like, Especially, yeah. I, like he, in my opinion, Luka's got it one, and we'll find out on Monday night. Yep. You know, or we've already found out by the time this airs, but. Like having the second best rookie in the NBA and and who who had the arguably better second half of the NBA season in his rookie year, and now you're adding a guy like Cam Reddish. I think that's great. And this Hawks team is going to make strides. And while we're here, we should mention the Waj bomb that just got broken a few minutes ago. Oh, go ahead. So that was uh, they traded. So the Hawks traded uh, Kent Bazemore to the Blazers for Evan Turner. Nothing crazy. Not a major trade. No. I I actually as a role player, I don't mind. Uh, player like uh, Evan Turner, and remember, I think it's, I believe when, his contract's less. Remember when Ken Bazemore was a free agent, and that was a guy that we wanted on the Wolves. We did, like we minute. did. Although we wanted him at a, at the right price, and, yeah. and we said because here's another name, Solomon Hill, which uh, I don't know. We should actually not to change the subject. We should touch on that briefly. My understanding is that that's the reason why we didn't trade for the four. So there was that you know the potential deal they talked about where the Wolves would trade 11 and Covington for the four and yep. Solomon Hill, and Solomon Hill was the deal-breaker. Some people have said Rosas would have included Covington, which very glad he didn't do that. But yes. Solomon Hill was the deal-breaker, which if you're the Pelicans, I don't know about that. To make, you could have gotten Robert Covington. 
and and your knock is that oh you won't take Solomon Hill, but again what they ended up getting was a great trade and better trade than we could have offered. Yep. No questions asked. Yep. But anyways, I just wanted to touch base, touch on that because Solomon Hill was another guy that at the time we were pretty high on because they came up. It was the same free agency class, I believe him and Ken Paysmore, and we liked them both. So that's kind of an interesting piece there. Uh, just taking a look at my mock as opposed to what's actually happened. I did have, like I said, the Hawks taking Cam Reddish at eight. I did have the, or sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The Hawks at eight, if they hadn't traded, I had the Wizards taking Nasir Little. Part of that was because I wanted Sekou to slip to us if there wasn't a trade, yep. but also because they really liked him. He really did a good job in the, dra- or in the draft workout they had on that Monday night. But then at 10, I had the Hawks taking who, the, who was already taken, obviously, and that's uh, Jackson Hayes at 10. So, And we move on to uh, before, before we got to 11, I'll just say my pick. At 11, since there was no trade at the time, I did have the Wolves grabbing uh, Sekou Dumbuya. Yep. which would have made a ton of sense if you stayed. And he would have been available. So there was a moment during the draft where we were a little upset that we had traded up to get Culver when Sekou could have been there. There was also uh, confirmed reports that the Wolves tried to move to the 12th pick uh, with the Hornets to take Sekou after he was uh, still available by 11. Uh, but those trade talks did fall through. Ultimately, this is the Suns pick at number 11. And they took Cameron Johnson. North Carolina. Which, here's the deal. When your teammate is surprised that you went that early, a guy that probably has every, like, every reason to support you, I mean, it's a pretty funny video if you haven't seen it, the Kobe White reaction. Go, oh, my gosh, are you serious? And not, I mean, he was surprised, but also he was like, oh, my gosh, Cam deserves this. The guy's yeah, he's amazing. Super, he's super happy for so him, but not you can him at all. on the spot. Not ripping him at all, but he was like, wow, that's awesome. That's so cool he went that high. Like, it wasn't expected. And so I do think, while great to get a shooter – and, and I will say this, this goes back to... Uh, and a character guy, too, from what I've yep, heard. Is he character is, guy. He's a phenomenal the, person. My understanding is people think he's the best shooter in the draft. Yep. So you did get another great shooter. So now you're, you have another guy. But think about this. You already have Booker. You've already got some guys that play the shooting, you know, the shooting guard position. So a lot of it depends on what he plays. Now, as far as wings are concerned, obviously there's the off-the-court issues with Josh Jackson. So wing was more of an issue, more of a need than it would have been maybe bef- to, before all this happened. But I still would argue, why not trade back? I know, I, I think you could have gotten him later. Capital. I mean, it's a little surprising to me that they made the move uh, to, to take him here. So I don't, I don't know how to feel. But again, we talked about how the Suns probably were not winners on draft night. And I would argue this is part of that reason. I mean, I think that's. I think it's a, a real concern. Yeah, that's. Uh, and this is the first Suns draft with their new management team, isn't it? Yep. And, and that, it's not a not a great start if you ask and me. That's your first pick. Yeah, that's especially given there's, if there's you're the Suns. Why not take Seku? Why not take uh, Nasir Little? Like, there's just to me, there's there's better value. Now, granted, Nasir Little went long ways down. I get that, but I'm just saying there was better valuable value players yep. to me. I just to me, it's a it's a stretch. I don't love it. And uh, but I'm happy with it as a Wolves fan. I mean, that's yeah. another team that's up and coming and young. And I don't think they did a good job with well, what they had. I don't either. We'll get into their other picks here as we go on. Number twelve. Uh, so the next couple here, we're just going to touch on briefly. Rob, number twelve, uh, PJ Washington to the Hornets. Right around where I thought I thought the Hornets would take Rui Hashimura. He's gone, and so PJ Washington made a ton of sense. Although again, why would you not take Seku? Yep. And, that so, was, and again, this is the spot that the Wolves tried to trade into. Clearly, there were some teams. Don, do you do you know what the offer was? Do we have an? I, I have not heard anything about what the offer was. I just heard that we were trying to. That I just think that we, the, we had we were in talks, but they fell apart. I just I'm not in love with 
anything that the... I'm not in love with anything the Hornets are doing. That's a team that's going to be stuck in mediocrity for the rest of their lives, if you ask me. And it, how much of that is on Michael Jordan? I don't know. You know, as one of the owners and how much... I don't know how much he's involved in the day-to-day and any of that stuff. Well, but, here's, man, here's I have real, I have real with, concerns, though. With Kemba being tied to going to the Lakers this summer, they needed a... They needed to do something. And I feel like P.J. Washington is a good pick for them. But... Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough for them, I think, because especially Kemba says he wants to stay, and he's done so much for the city of Charlotte. But giving being given an opportunity to go play with LeBron and Anthony Davis in L.A., you're gonna take that for max money. You're gonna take that. Well, I mean, there's there's still more that has to be done for that to even work out. So it's tough to say. I I think he ultimately stays with the Hornets, but but man, he's got to consider. And actually, the reason why he's gonna stay, by the way, is because it's a difference of like. A hundred million dollars, but but if I'm, I mean, you're going to turn on a hundred million dollars? No, you're to not. win rings. You're not. He's turn never going to win. He's never going to win million. a ring in Charlotte. I'm just saying, I don't never. think you're turning that down. It's not going to happen. But he likes it there. The only way he's going to know what that ring feels like is if Michael Jordan takes off one of his six and lets Kemba wear it for the day. I mean, that's it's, the only way he's ever going to know what it's like. They're going to have to do something to right the ship. You know, one of the things uh, I will say is the Hornets, and I had, so I had them taking Rui Hashimura because. That was the guy that Kemba wanted, and so if I was so if I was them, I was I'd be pissed if I was watching that draft. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, Horn, or come on, Wizards, what are you doing to me? You're taking a guy early when there's other players that maybe, are better. Maybe the Wizards did that to get Kemba to leave so they can make him a match. That's offer. two teams, by the way. We didn't really touch on them much, but the Wizards and the Hornets, thumbs down. Yes. I just and I like PJ Washington. I like him a lot, but when you're the Wizards. I don't know that it's the best fit for you because his ceiling is not like off the charts. He's got a higher floor than some players, so I guess he can contribute right away. But man, if I was the if I was a fan of the Hornets, I would have been screaming for Seku right there, and they didn't do it. So uh, number thirteen, the Miami Heat, they take Tyler Hero out of Kentucky, which I had. So I had them taking PJ Washington, but he's gone, of course. So, but right around that, so the value was there. I like Tyler Hero. I don't know that I like Tyler Hero at pick thirteen. No. But I like him. A little, I mean, little early. Uh, talking about early, Celtics drafting Romeo Langford at 14. That felt a little early to me. Well, so I, I don't think so. I had Romeo Langford going 15 to the Pistons. And so he was going to be going. I do think that there were, there were better options available at 14. I'm a little surprised. So at 14, I had them taking Brandon Clark is the guy that I thought made a lot of sense for them just because value-wise. I mean, he's, he's one of the – defensively, he's one of the best players in the draft. Some would say the best. Great shot blocker. Now, again, I'm not sold on Brandon Clark, but when you have all these picks and you're the Celtics, I do think you grab a guy like Clark because there's less of a chance he keeps sliding than there is Romeo Langford, like you said. A lot of people thought that Romeo Langford could be going later. And so, to me – this is very similar to what we see with the Wizards and what we see with the Suns is taking a player that you want. Now, here's the thing. This goes back to, uh, we'll see if you know this reference, but the, uh, the Brad Childress, the whole thing where he trades up to get Tavares Jackson because he says, it's my guy. It's my guy. That's yep. who I want. I want, I want him. Well, and granted, it didn't pan out. Not like, at all. It didn't pan out at all. But I'm just saying, there's something to be said about just saying, this is my guy. I'm all in on him. And so I don't, I would actually argue uh, a team like the Hornets would have made some sense to go after a guy like uh, Romeo Langford as opposed to what they did. And so the Celtics with three picks, at least they did. They followed the trend of what I wanted them to do was grabbing value because when you have they're that many need picks, a lot of help this year. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting roster. I don't know what they're going to end up doing. 
time will kind of tell on that. I think they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. You know, it's funny. You look a year or two ago, and you're like, wow, the Celtics, man. Brad Stevens, all those players. Jalen Brown, it came, Jason It came Tatum, crashing Kyrie. down pretty quickly. And I think part of that was uh, Danny Ainge is one of those guys that walks into a room and says, I'm smarter than all of you. And I think he's proven over the last year or two he's not. No. I think they made I mean, some mistakes. He's no, overvalued granted, he, his, he his made assets. Some, he made some amazing moves. He traded the number one pick, which would have been uh, – Markel Fultz, he got Jason Tatum. I think that's you know I think that's an amazing move, but he has also made some huge poopers. Yep, I agree. Uh, a team that I really liked their draft and their draft pick. So at fifteen, the Detroit Pistons get the player that we ultimately wanted if we would have stayed at eleven, and that is Sekou Dumbuya. And from I agree, France. Uh, very good value here, and it definitely just this pick alone. I would argue makes put you in a good spot to say this was a pretty good draft. You well, got look at, very look good at value. Their, look at their three, four, five: Drummond, Blake Griffin, Sekou. Yeah, well, a lot of it depends on who stays. So, I don't know. I don't know where you know who's going to do what. Sekou's not going to probably play right away. He's probably going to take some time. I mean, I think he can contribute. You know, he's already got some decent size, whether that's weight, muscle, that sort of thing, height, obviously, and he's got a pretty good skill set. And it's not like he comes. You know, it's not like it's a player that came out of high school and he's got a lot to learn. He was playing pro basketball. Yep. So there's that. I, I actually would argue, I know some people weren't as high on his floor. I would say his floor is probably higher than most people give him credit for. And a lot of that's going to depend on uh, whether or not he plays a lot, uh, at least initially. The Orlando Magic next up at 16. They take Chuma Okeke. Very interesting pick, if you ask me. I don't like it. I actually had them taking Nikhil Alexander-Walker here. And actually, by the way, for the Pistons, I had them taking Romeo Langford. So we're, we're kind of in that value range, but I didn't even have Chuma in the first round because of that injury. Yeah, the now, ACL tear. If the injury hadn't happened, this is probably around the area he would have gone. And some people have said, I wonder going into the draft if somebody's going to take him where he should have gone, and, and someone did. Whether they should have or not, that's a different story. But they did, and here we are. They took him there. And again, we talk about the Hornets. And we talk about the Wizards. I'm going to add the magic to that list. Yep. I'm just, I don't know what they're doing. I agree. Don't know what they're doing. I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, and then we go to the uh, 17th pick. Uh, the Nets traded it to the Hawks, who traded it to the Pelicans. The Pelicans get Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yep, very just good another, value. Another, another stockpile and a great draft for the Pelicans. Very true. Very good two-way player is going to be able to help them out, I think, from day one. It was a player that a lot of Wolves fans really liked to the Wolves. And so good value here. I think this is around where he was going to go. Again, I had the Magic taking him. So very good pick. At 17, I will say, so initially, because I had made some trades in my mock, but I had uh, at 17 and 18, Hawks and Pelicans, and I had uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Goja Batadze. Obviously, that didn't happen. But again, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is who I had going to 16 to the Magic. So I, I get why he goes here to the Pelicans. Uh, number 18, the Indiana Pacers, the team you thought might move up to the four spot. They stayed pat at 18. They took Goga Batadze. Goga Batadze is who I had take, had, that, had going at this exact spot. Interesting spot, though, when you've got Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis here. I, I don't like the pick for the Pacers. I like the pick in general. It's a very good value. But you've got to do something to, to kind of write your roster now. Yep. What are they going to do? Maybe go get Ricky Rubio. That's my understanding is that he wants to go there, yep. or at least they want him. I don't know if I – I guess I shouldn't say that he wants to go there. I don't know that, but it, it makes sense. They need a point guard. 
especially given Oladipo, you don't know when he's going to come back, and he was one of their primary ball handlers. A player like Rubio makes a lot of sense. Get a good veteran presence out there. Uh, number 19, a weird spot when you think about it for this team, the San Antonio Spurs drafting outside of the the, the late first round. Yeah, uh, very true. They take Luka Samanich. Very good pick. Love Luka Samanich. And, of course, the Spurs – time and time again, prove how good they are at scouting international players yep. and making them be successful. And this is no different. I think he's going to shine with the Spurs. Love the pick. Who are, who are the three international players that come to mind when you think of the Spurs? And well, how of course, good they are? Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. And who's I'm, the third? I'm not going to say his name. You need to say it. No, I'm not saying it. You need to say it. All right, fine. Boban. Yes, sir. Boban Marjanovic. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry. I'm, I'll get off my Boban pedestal now. Uh, with the 20th pick, this pick got traded to the 76ers officially. Uh, but it was the Celtics pick for a little while. Uh, the Sixers end up getting Matisse Thybul. So here's the deal. I had Matisse Thybul going to the Sixers at 24. So I got the I got the player going to the team correct. Just I didn't know they'd trade up for it. We did talk about how we thought the Celtics weren't going to keep three three picks in the first round. And so that did come to fruition. Yep. Uh, as far as Spurs and Celtics, so just 19 and 20, those picks. At 19, I had Grant Williams going. And at 20, I had Tyler Hero. So Tyler Hero already off the board. So it would have been good value had he slipped to this spot. And, of course, Grant Williams uh, not gone yet, but would have been a Spursian pick and a forward, which is what they ended up doing, grabbing the player that they did. Uh, the 21st pick got traded um, or will be traded to the Grizzlies. Uh, so the Grizzlies move up two slots, and we'll get into all of that as we get there. The, the Oklahoma City Thunder move up and grab arguably probably the better of the two uh, well, Gonzaga players available between Rui and Brandon Clark. They get Brandon Clark. Such great value here. I don't know what their plan is for Brandon Clark, but, I mean, to get a player of his caliber at this position is, is a no-brainer to me. Yep. I don't even care. You know, when you're getting to the 20s, I don't know that fit matters all that much because it's such a tough thing to decide whether or not a player is going to work or not. But you just can't say anything wrong about the value. Fantastic value. Uh, 22, the Celtics pick. They kept this one. They took Grant Williams. So right around where I thought he'd go, I actually had them taking Bull Bull. And actually, I had the Thunder at 21 taking Keldon Johnson. So both, neither of those guys get taken, but Grant Williams at 19 versus 20, 22 yep. makes some sense. And very good value. And if you're looking at the Celtics, how they did in this draft, fantastic value on both those players. I like Romeo Langford. I think the sky's the limit for a player like him. And now you add um, Grant Williams to the mix. Very solid job. So then the Thunder uh, moved up. Or no, sorry. Brandon Clark went to the Grizzlies. Correct. Yeah, um, no, yeah. That's what you were sorry, talking about. I said, I said Thunder. Oh, I missed that. You so had said the trade-up. Yes. Yep, yep. So my apologies. So the Grizzlies get Brandon Clark to play next to Triple J. Which, by the way, the Grizzlies had the 23rd pick because yep. they made a trade with the Jazz involving Mike Conley. Yep. Yep. And so uh, another team. Sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the Grizzlies in the winners of the draft, too, in that, in that pool. You get John Morant, obviously. But then you get a guy like Brandon Clark to put next to Triple J. I think that's a great move for them. The big thing is going to be how you use what I, I like the fit of him at the, with the Grizzlies because I think, again, we talked about this earlier. He is a three in a four or sorry. He is a four and a three's body. I think he's going to have to really change his game quite a bit. Why not go to the Grizzlies, a team that can take the time to work with you and find out what your best fit is in the NBA. So I agree. I think the, the Grizzlies hit a home run and they're really on the right path. They're yep. doing a lot of nice things. Uh, so at 23, uh, 
the Jazz traded the pick to the Grizzlies, who traded to the Thunder. The Thunder get Darius Basley. Interesting pick. I did not have him going in the first round, but I did in my four-point, my mock previously. I had him going in the late first. And he's a player very similar to a guy we'll touch on a little bit later, uh, Jalen LeCue. Decided not to go to college, went a different direction, and here you go. I think he's got a high ceiling. Time will tell. I don't know. I don't know that I love what the Thunder are doing. I'm not going to say they're stuck in mediocrity, but they're kind of stuck in like playoff mediocrity. Yeah, if that makes sense. But he, I mean, he's got a seven foot wingspan. True. Um, intriguing defender with solid tools but limited experience. Um, I mean, he's so this is this is interesting. So. Uh, originally committed to Ohio State, then to Syracuse, withdrew his commitment to Syracuse in March and announced his decision to play in the G League. Yep. And then ultimately decided to uh, sit out the 18-19 season to train for the draft. Very interesting. Uh, good. In, uh, can I just say, how many freaking trades were there on draft night? I was very surprised by the number of picks. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Overall. Uh, I'll mention the, this here, so... This is actually at 23 where I had Cam Johnson going, who obviously went much, much sooner yes. than that. Uh, the Johnson I had around this area would be Kelton Johnson as well, and then Bol Bol, crazy. I, I want to mention that. Just I had Bol Bol going 22. He almost didn't get drafted. Yeah, he, we'll, he went we'll, 44. We'll, so. we'll, we'll talk about him as we get into the second round. But uh, 24, uh, the Sixers uh, traded to the Celtics, who are in discussions to trade the pick to the Suns. So the Suns are going to get Ty Jerome from national champion Virginia. Yeah, it's something, I guess. <laughs> I like Ty I Jerome. I like Ty Jerome. I I he's had, a great shooter. You know, I had Ty Jerome going uh, 28 to the Warriors. Good shooter. Uh, could be a decent uh, prospect. And again, this clearly shows us the Suns are all in on grabbing shooters. That's clearly the direction yeah. they've gone, is they want shooters. They definitely aren't going for size, I would say. Ty Jerome, not exactly a big guy. No. Um but they are going for shooting, and uh, they add another shooter here. Uh, 25, Trailblazers took Nasir Little. Uh, Cavs at 26 take Dylan Windler. So Dylan Windler, I, again, another guy I did not have going in the first round, but I think he made a lot of sense. And so it's a good value here, a very solid prospect. You know, he was on Jay Billis's top players available for a while, it seemed like. Yeah, uh, 6'6", senior from Belmont University. Just to go over the few picks here. So uh, 24, I had the Sixers taking Matisse Thibel. And, of course, he went earlier. And then uh, for the Blazers, I had them actually taking Casey Akpala, a player that actually ended up dropping quite a bit. But I think they got good value here. Yeah. Uh, 27, this pick got traded to the Clippers. The Clippers get Mafondu Kabengale. What, wait, what was uh, pick 26, did you say? That was Dylan Windler. For the Blazers? No, Cavaliers at oh, 26. Oh, sorry. That was my confusion. Yeah. So I at, at 26, Cavaliers, I had Lucas Amanic going. And that and he obviously went much, much yep. sooner. So a good value for, uh, I think, all these teams in this area are grabbing good players that are pretty good value. Again, it's tough to argue with a late 20s pick. Yep. Uh, 28, the Warriors drafted Jordan Poole from Michigan, right? Jordan Poole from Michigan. Yeah. Yep. By the way, uh, I agree. So 27, I also had Mifiandu Kobengale. Now, I had him to the Nets. Yeah, the Nets traded it to the Clippers. That's what I'm saying. I actually had the Nets yeah. keeping this okay. pick because yep. who knows about trades? You never know that what's going to happen eventually. But this was right where I had him, actually, at pick 27. 29, your guy, Keldon Johnson, uh, got drafted. Good by value. The Spurs. Yep, very good value. I actually had them taking Nick Claxton, player that actually ended up dropping quite a bit. 
So two well two spots from where you have. But him. some people uh, previously thought he was he got invited to the to the green room. Yeah, and he's and that's top that's the top twenty picks. Yep. And then at thirty, it was the Bucks who traded it to the Pistons, who then traded it to the Cavaliers. Cavaliers took Kevin Porter Jr. Here's the thing: great value. He is a lottery talent. Definitely some off the court issues. I think some people have had issue with. Um, some other things too. I don't. I think there's a, an issue where some people were wondering about his love for the game of basketball, which there's a few guys in this draft that have been that way. I don't know. I mean, we talked about it earlier. Why not just take the guy that you wanted or that we wanted him to take? Why not take yep. Jared Culver earlier? And then at this position, how about this? Why not go if you're? This is what I would have done if I was the Cavs. If you really wanted another point guard, how about you take Jared Culver earlier? And here at thirty. If you had, I mean, giving up four draft picks is a lot. Yeah. But how about take a guy like Carson Edwards here? Yeah. Or just take Carson Edwards in the second round. I just, I think they they fumbled this draft completely. Surprise, surprise. Uh, round two, we're just going to touch on a couple names here, Rob. Yep. Um, and some some storylines that I really liked. So uh, the 31st pick went to the Nets. They took Nick Claxton. Um uh, the 33rd pick was Carson Edwards. That pick got traded to the Celtics. So they end up getting that. The Bulls winning draft night again. They take, uh, uh, sorry, Daniel Gafford, the center from Arkansas. Uh, he I think, dropped, though. He had dro- started to drop. So good yep. value, but that's kind of where he was expected to go. Uh, the Timberwolves at 43, like we already touched on, took Jalen Noel. Uh, and then the very next pick. After potentially being a top 10 pick in this draft, top five pick in this draft at one point, the Heat drafted and then traded to the Nuggets, Bull Bull. I, I love what the Nuggets did here picking this. I, you know, the Nuggets are a very well-run franchise. They just make good decisions. Yep. And, and I, my understanding, too, is so the, it hasn't happened yet, but so they have Michael Porter Jr., and my understanding is that Jonte Porter would like to play with his brother. If they find a way to bring in Jonte Porter, who was one of my favorite players in the draft, it just makes what was already a good draft even better. Yep. Such This is fantastic value. And I, I still say, now I think the Wolves did a fantastic job, but I, I could have, if I was the GM, it would have been tough for me to pass up on Bull Bull at 43. 100%. I would have had a lot of trouble doing that. But we talked about this on draft night. I get why they did it, and I'm fine with it. Yep. Uh, Kyle Guy got drafted 55th by the Knicks. Uh, and is going to get traded to the Kings. The Kings are going to send Ignis Brazadakis, who they took at 47. One of your favorite guys in 2K. Yes, he he turns into a very good player Which in 2K. For anyone that isn't aware of this, though, by the way, uh, 2K themselves did not make the players. we like that. Yeah. There's no draft class it's at 2K. A, it's a draft class that gets loaded in by somebody And else. the reason they don't do that is because they want you to buy next year's game. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's why they don't offer it. So, uh, Pick of the night, though. And I'm going to explain why. And I don't know if you've seen this video, Rob. At 57, the Pelicans drafted Jordan Bone. Did you see this video? Uh, it sounds familiar. I it, think so. It was on. I saw it on Instagram. Uh, so the Pelicans traded the pick to the Hawks, who will trade the pick to the 76ers, who will trade the pick to the Pistons. So the Pistons get Jordan Bone. In the video, um, House of Hoops, I believe it is, or um, House of Highlights, maybe House of Highlights on Instagram posted the video. It was Jordan Bones' draft party. He's sitting up on the stage, kind of head down. Um, you know, he, he's upset, thinking that he's not going to get drafted. His brother is on the microphone, saying a few words, and all of a sudden, you hear an expletive in the back of the room, and somebody else goes, "He got drafted," and you just see people crowd the stage before Bone can even know what's going on. 
he's sitting in like one of those like plastic lawn chairs. Yes, yes. And he kind of like turns around and looks up at the projector screen behind him. And before he even gets a clear view, he's immediately tackled by family and friends. Everybody's celebrating. Very it's cool. just it's so cool to see. If you get the chance on Instagram, uh, watch the video. I saw it on dra- on uh, uh, the the morning after draft night, and uh, was definitely yep. a, a cool video to very see. Cool so to very cool. Very happy for him that uh, he's able to live out his dream. Oh, definitely, definitely. Easy guy to cheer for. Yeah, very much so. Uh, overall, I think we had some winners, some losers. We kind of talked about it briefly: the Bulls, very the true. Pelicans, the Hawks. Losers of the night, uh, Bull Bull, the Suns, the Cavs, the Magic. But yeah. ultimately, um, I think this was a good draft for the Timberwolves. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of players in this draft that will be around for years to come. And uh, 2019 draft is is over and done with. And now we can – now, and a lot of these traded picks obviously can't become official official until, what is it, July 6th or 7th, I want to say. July 6th, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yep. So including the Calver deal, which correct. is which brings up the question: Will he be able to play in summer league? I don't know the answer. He will to be able to. He uh, so from what I know, he has to miss the first game, which well, is against the Cavs and Darius Garland. Uh well, for the, Wolves summer league. Well, yeah, but so, oh yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, there's no trade there. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm not too worried. But this is a good transition now into. Uh, it's going to be two things. It'll be talkers, our talker segment, but also 2K, where we're going to do another simulation. We've actually gone in, and now credit, I can't think of the guy's name. I should have written it down, but when you go to start up a My League, you can go to custom rosters, and if you search 2K20 or 2020, one of the two, um, you can get people that have actually gone in and updated, like, players to the respective teams after the draft some of them are wrong or some of them aren't complete this one was pretty good and then i went in and added in some free agency moves and stuff as well okay. for example i went in and there were like julius randall al horford were free agents i'm like well that's not going to happen so i made a number of moves we're going to go through now the different rosters kevin and kevin hasn't seen this so we'll go through different rosters and kevin can kind of give his uh, two cents on what he thinks of each roster kind of give predictions on the season and we'll go from there so we'll start with the sixers uh, so point guards, they have Ben Simmons, TJ McConnell, and Carson Edwards. Shooting guards, J.J. Reddick, Zaire Smith, and Admiral Schofield. Small forwards, Furkan Korkmaz and Matisse Thibel. Power forwards, Tobias Harris and Jonah Bolden. And centers, Joel Embiid, Boban Marjanovic, Bruno Fernando, and Justin Patton. So pretty good roster. Obviously, yeah. in this scenario, they do lose Jimmy Butler, which is the rumor that he might be leaving. Yep. Plus, he's just a POS, so he likes to ruin teams and then walk out the door. Yes, he does. So, would not shock me. But ultimately, if this is how the rest of their offseason went, I think they could do a lot worse. Yeah, and I think they're going to be okay overall. I don't. I wouldn't project. Uh, not, I don't think they're winning at all. But yeah, they'll be well, one exactly. of the top. I don't, I don't think. I don't think the Sixers are going to win at all. But I think they will compete. If in they the finish East. as the top three or four team in the East, wouldn't surprise me. Look, the, the Embiid is, in my opinion, the best center in the NBA. For sure, defensively. You got, you got Ben Simmons as your point guard. You have a a three-point demon in J.J. Redick. Tobias Harris is solid. Tobias Harris. Plus, you cannot forget about John Wick 3 villain, Boban, Boban Have you seen it yet? I have not. What is wrong with you? You I, know what? Here's the deal. I'm a bigger fan than Kevin because I've seen the movie. So there. I have two of his jerseys. You have nope, zero. No, doesn't matter. I saw the movie. Okay, Rob. Um, <laughs> but yeah, moving on. To, let's yeah, move on to the next a, team. That's a team that's going to compete in the East. Agreed. With this next team that we're going to discuss. Yep. So the Milwaukee Bucks, 
a uh, number of moves here. So the Bucks, uh, they have uh, Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, Malcolm Brogdon, Pat Connaughton, and Dante DiVincenzo. Small forwards, Chris Middleton, Nick Young, Sterling Brown, and Jakar Sampson, which they have Jakar Sampson because it was one of the trades I made of like the 50 million trades. Uh, power forwards, Giannis, Ursan Ilyasova, and John Luer. They're trying very hard in 2K, by the way, to trade John Luer, but I was not taking his $10 million contract. Makes sense. And then centers, they do re-sign Brooke Lopez. They have Pau Gasol and Nene. So the only thing here, um, George Hill, they're expected to decline his option. Correct. Which I, but I, I wasn't like sixteen million dollars. I didn't go in absurd. and do that. We could do that though. Um, well, we don't have to, but well, so they must have done it and then re-signed they must him. Have re-signed him because so two years, two years, seven million, which is good. So that's and, pretty... and that I'm okay with. The big thing with Milwaukee, um, they lost Malcolm Brogdon. Oh no, Malcolm's a shooting. Malcolm's guard. there, and they were able to re-sign. Brooke Lopez, which was the, one of the big things they wanted to do this yep. offseason. So the big thing with the Bucks is Bledsoe aside, they need a point guard, a, 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 an upper-tier point guard. And I don't think Bledsoe or George Hill is that. So for me, their big thing in, in free agency is keeping, you know, Urson and Brooke Lopez and Brogdon and then finding that, that upper-tier point guard that will complement those players. I mean, Bledsoe's pretty good. It's not like Bledsoe's a bad player. No, he's not. But I just I think he there's some things that he lacks that can be made up for with another point guard. Fair enough. That's fair. Moving on to the next team, we have uh, the Chicago Bulls. So you have Kobe White, Chris Dunn, Ryan Arciadacano, and Walter Lemon Jr. Shooting guards, Levine, Wayne Selden Jr., Antonio Blakeney. Otto Porter. Denzel Valentine, Chandler Hutchison, and Malcolm Miller. Power forwards, Larry Markkinen and Daniel Gafford. And center, Wendell Carter Jr. and Cristiano Felicio. It's a, it'll be a fun team to watch. They're, I don't think they jump off the page for me. No, and, and the thing here, too, is Gafford's a center, so they'll need to find a power forward to back up Lowry. But this is a Bulls team that the second half of the year, watch for them to make a little bit of a run. I don't think they're a playoff team this year. But next year, we could see the Bulls start to sneak their way into that 8 or 7 seed and start to make themselves a perennial playoff contender. Yep. Agreed. But this year, it'll be more – it's still rebuilding. Yeah, it's, it's a process. rebuilding. Well, I think their starting five is set for the first time in a long time. But those five guys need to gel together. And you throw in a, a new guy like Kobe White, you know, you get some newer players in there. Otto Porter spent a little bit of time with the team. But look for that team to, to start hitting on all cylinders come the second half of the year. And, and at that point, watch out. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, moving on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so then you have uh, Colin Sexton, Matthew Delvadova, Brandon Knight. For some reason, they have Darius Garland listed as a shooting guard. And here's the deal. Uh, him and Colin Sexton, same exact height, 6'2". So it makes you hate it even more. Good Lord. Uh, shooting guards, Jordan Clarkson, Darius Garland, Kevin Porter Jr. Small forwards, Jetty Osmond and Dylan Windler. Uh, Cavaliers then have, of course, Kevin Love, who there's talk they might try to trade him or they were going to try to trade him, so we'll see. Larry Nance Jr. and then centers, they have uh, about 1,000 of them. They have, part of this was my fault. I did some trading. <laughs> but uh, they have Tristan Thompson, John Henson, Salah Mejri, Ante Zizic, and Marquise Chris. Uh, Rob, you might need to call the fire department because we've got a dumpster fire outside. This is uh, a bad. And that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's a bad uh, team. That is a team that I would look at uh, to, to potentially be the number one overall pick. Yep. in the 2020 draft, or have the best odds of it. Bad Maybe team. the second best odds behind another team that we'll get to in just a little bit. Next, we have the Celtics. Uh, <laughs> some interesting moves they were made. Uh, part of it was my fault again, but I don't care. 
Uh, so the Celtics I like, have. I like how you at least stand behind your crappy moves at the. So, but again, I was trying to make guys fit on certain rosters, and sometimes you know the computer would offer me crap, and I took it. So, you have uh, at point guard Marcus Smart and Brandon Jennings. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because, so, uh, shooting oh, guards. Does it, get, does it get worse? Jalen Brown, Tim Hardaway Jr., Romeo Langford, and Marcos Silva. Small forwards, you have Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, and Semi Ojale. Power forwards, Taj Gibson. It's a solid pickup. Uh, Grant, Grant Williams and uh, Gershon Yabusele. And if, if that's the actual case and the, the Celtics sign Taj, um, Grant Williams learning under Taj Gibson work out real well. would work out very nice for yep. them, and I think that's an ideal situation. And you round it out with Robert Williams and Emeka Okafor. This is a pretty garbage team right now. I'm this not going to lie. Here's the it's thing, not though. good. <laughs> Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart together – can make them a bottom tier playoff team. You so know, that six through eight. I think we got to step in here, and I think we got to make some changes just to re- the point re- guard position. Relocate them to Kentucky. Yeah, to that Louisville. too. I think we need to make a ch- we need to make a change. I'm going to take over their team briefly, and I think we have to do something about the about that point guard position. I don't. So here's the thing: I actually didn't have them re-signing Scary Terry, and because I I think a lot of people in that organization are pretty pissed off at him. I think some players are. Now, he said he's going to come back and everything's going to be fine. I don't buy it. I do think that's a real issue. Don't you agree? There's some of the stuff he said about yep. that organization. Yep. I don't think you can just, just walk that back. All right, so here we go. We've taken them over. Let's just take a look first at free agents and see who's available. Because, again, there's a number of free agents available that were decent. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. Bring Isaiah Thomas back. Bring him back. <laughs> Let's bring Isaiah Thomas back. He doesn't want a ton of money. I believe, yep, we can sign him. We're going to give him a four-year deal because why not? I don't really care. And there, I think that's good. I think that's good enough. I, I, again, it's, it's Isaiah Thomas. I, there's not much left in the tank there, just injury-wise. There's a lot of red flags. But that's the way we went. At least they're better than they were. So you can't be too upset. If you're a Celtics fan listening to our show, first of all, um, you know what? We're not a Celtics podcast. We're not in a Celtics radio show. Nope. So there's a reason why we don't focus on these other teams necessarily, but we are trying to make it at least semi-realistic, somewhat realistic. So why not bring them back? Let's have, let's have some fun with it. By the way, you're listening to dash radios, nothing that channel. Again, we are the Howell Timberwolves radio is where you are coming to us for. Let's take a look here now at the, the next grouping of teams. So we already, let's see Celtics. We move on from them. Of course, we just grabbed Isaiah Thomas, who does end up being their best point guard on the team. Currently next up, we have the trailblazers, Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons. You then have C.J. McCollum, Rodney Hood, and Gary Trent Jr. Nasir Little, Jake Lehman, Mar- Maurice Harkless, and Evan Turner. Although Evan Turner did just get traded. We're not going to change that right now. I don't care that much. I'm good with that. Uh, power forwards, Myers Leonard and Scal Libisier. And centers, Yusuf Nurkic, Enos Cantor, and Zach Collins. Obviously, there's going to be some position flexibility with guys like Cantor and Collins. So we'll see what happens there. A lot of it depends on Nurkic coming back healthy from his injury, too. So time will tell on that. Next up, we have the Warriors. By the way, so initially 2K or whoever made this roster had Kevin Durant signing with them. I don't think he's going to. Uh, Durant has said that he will sign with them as a last resort. So yeah, I think I he's don't going. Think I think he's going to go to a different team. We'll get to that when we yep. get to that team. So point guards, you have Steph Curry, Quinn Cook, Brand Wanamaker. I got them. Brad Wanamaker. He was just a, a guy that went. He was probably traded between six different teams. Um, shooting guards, Clay Thompson. I don't know that he stays, but his injury I think makes it more likely. Yep, I can see that. Clay Thompson, Sean Livingston, Jordan Poole, and Jacob Evans the third. Small forwards, Andre Iguodala and Alfonso McKinney. 
Power forwards, Danny, uh, Draymond Green, Eric Paschal, and Jordan Bell. And centers, Kayvon Looney and Damian Jones. So it's a solid roster. It's not a great roster, but it's very solid. No, I, but I think it, their days of being a top, top three Western Conference team The big issue, of course, is that they have Clay Thompson, and when we do simulations, we can't just take him out. Although, that'd be a nice thing for 2K to add. Yeah, if you could take him out and say he's injured, can we do that? You can do the pre-existing injury, and I don't know if that would update. That's an interesting thing. So let's let's take a look here. We're we're live on air. Let's take a look and see if you can do this. So this is what I'm you curious. Call doing it on the fly. Is it under maybe under his vitals? I don't think it'd be under vitals, right? I think it's under something else. Yeah, because that's just like under body, maybe injury. Oh, injury one type appendectomy. <laughs> appendectomy. So, oh, this is good. We can Back actually... spasms, Here we go. Nose. We can change this. This is great. I didn't realize you could... I'm glad we're doing this live. So this is something you can do. Broken jaw, broken um, left kneecap. You know what? We'll give him a broken left kneecap, and we're going to say he is out for a season. 365? We'll go slightly above that. We'll go 380. Okay. You know, you did break your left kneecap, buddy. Yeah, that's a bad injury. Uh, that's fair. And sorry, buddy, you're going to be out the season. And that's what's going to happen. That's cool. I didn't realize you could do that. He's still a 77 overall with a broken kneecap, by the way. But he's going to be out. <laughs> can, we, can we play him? You he's know, a 77. Here's the thing. I wonder, do you, you remember that video of, on, uh, on Madden of Greg Jennings with the broken leg catching oh, yes, the touchdown yes, pass? Yes. I carry the team on my back. I wonder if, like, Clay Thompson could play in this technically. So he, it says he's out for the season, so I don't think he'll play. That's dumb. But that, now that I know we can do that, uh, we're going to have to make some changes to some other teams. Yeah. When we get to that point. So next up, we have the Washington Wizards. John Wall, oh, good example. John Wall. John Sorry, Wall. John Wall. You are out for the season. Yeah, you are. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, we could get, wow, he looks like a crack addict in that picture. <laughs> what is happening? God. It's not good. Look at that. Oh, no, it doesn't look good, but. Since his I injury. Call John Wall. Since his injury. Crack at it. Uh, since his injury, it's not gone well for John Wall, apparently. Can we, can we just come up with super uh, uh, creative injuries? He needs some sleep, man. That guy is in rough shape. So, like, I don't know what John Wall's actual injury is, but can we do, like. I don't remember. The <laughs> wait, wait, wait. knocked out of him for 380 yes, yes. days. So, he has yes. the wind knocked out of him, and he's going to be out for the year. Because the wind is knocked out of him. I mean, him. he kind of legitimately did when he slipped on his stairs. We're gonna his we're house. gonna do uh, we're gonna do a 380 days. That's gonna be kind of our uh, what we're gonna stick at. So we will keep the changes there. Sorry, John Wall. What does it drop him to? So he drops 12 spots for wind knocked out of him. The wind knocked. <laughs> I, and I kid you not, that that is was an a option. punch, man. That was a punch if I've ever seen one. Man, so here we go. He made he made somebody mad. So they have John Wall. Obviously not going to play. Thomas Sadoransky, Troy Brown Jr. I don't. Troy Brown Jr. is not a point guard, but that's what they have him listed at. Uh, shooting guards: Bradley Beal, Jonathan Simmons. Also not sure if he's a point guard, but anyways. And then Jordan Crawford. Small forwards: Jeff Green, Jabari Parker, and Devin Robinson. So I had to go in and do that. By the way, I had to first of all I had to take Jabari Parker. Originally, his contract demands were twenty million plus. That's the whole reason he got declined. His option. So he's now making around like like eight to ten, which is reasonable. I'm okay with that. Uh, so and then David Robinson, power forwards: Bobby Portis, Kenneth Fareed, and Ru, Rui Hashimura. What a great pick! <laughs> you have centers: Dwight Howard and Thomas Bryant. So, so whoever made this, uh, actually, and that's not true. Dwight Howard was a free agent, so the computer yeah. decided to sign him. Now that I look at that, so interesting roster. Not good, just interesting. Not the worst. I guess it's not the worst roster you've ever seen. Uh, next up, we have – we went a little – actually, we kind of went out of order here. So now we have the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. 
Point guards, they have Jeff Teague, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Isaac Bonga, and Tyrone Wallace. So one of the things that I did, because the person that made this had not updated it, but in order to grab three max free agents, the Lakers have moves to make. Yep. So one of them was trading Isaac Bonga for, or to the Clippers. And it was probably for more than he's going to go for, but I'm not a Clippers GM, so I don't care. Next up, we have the shooting guards, Lou Williams, Landry Shamit, Courtney Lee, and Jerome Robinson. You have Danilo Gallinari, Terrence Mann, and Zednarius Thornwell. Power forwards, Montrez Harrell and Mifiadu. Actually, whoever made this spelled the guy's name wrong. It's Mifiandu Kabengale, I believe. And then uh, Ivica Zubats and Gorgie Jang. By the way, uh, Gorgie Jang and Jeff T got traded to the Clippers. Yay! I'm just that was not on purpose. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> and in fact, actually, so Gorgie Jang originally got traded to the Knicks, and then I traded him from the Knicks to the Clippers. You're welcome, Clippers fans. Yay! <laughs> Next up, what are your thoughts on that roster, by the way? Uh, not um, terrible, but not good. No, Let's not, not pretend not it's good. Great. I did not do them. I did, I did them a disservice. They oh, also wow. took Courtney Lee. Oh, I wow. did end up trading some interesting... I, I did end up trading some interesting... Uh, players that probably don't belong on rosters for their mounts to the Clippers, apparently. Sorry, Clippers fans. So uh, next we have the Grizzlies, a team we both like as far as rebuilding. Yes. So John Morant and Javon Carter. I think they would ultimately probably grab another point guard, but that's up to the, that's up to the, the, the GM. I'm not their GM. I'm not making any more changes. Yep. Uh, shooting guards. Yeah, you've already done enough. Right? DeLon Wright, Grayson Allen, Dylan Brooks, and Justin Holiday. Which, not a great, not a great picture of Justin stable. Holiday when you're looking far away. He's like, no. ah. <laughs> it's very, he's very surprised. He's, he's, he was probably just looking at that John Wall picture, and he's like, what happened? It's been a rough offseason. Small forwards, you have Jay Crowder, Kyle Korver, Kyle Anderson, and Bruno Caboclo. Power forwards, Jaron Jackson Jr., Ivan Rabb, and Brandon Clark. And centers, Jonas Valanciunas and Jan Mahinmi. I gave them Jan Mahinmi in a trade. Sorry. I did not do some of these teams well, but I don't mind the Grizzlies. That's a that night in and night out. That's a competitive team. Next up, we have the Hawks. We have Trey Young, Jordan Bone, of course. We talked about him and Alex Caruso. Shooting guards: Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, and Alan Crabb. Small forwards: DeAndre Hunter, DeAndre Bembry, and Solomon Hill. Power forwards: John Collins, Omari Spellman, Alex Poitras, and Jalen Horde. And then you round out with Alex Len and Miles Plumley again. Not off the bat, are they going to be good? But they're going to be better than some teams. Correct. Are they going to beat the Wizards? Yeah. They need a huge. They need a huge uh, help at center. But once they address that, I think this team will be pretty darn good. Agreed. Uh, similar to the Bulls. Um, yep. Not there not, yet. They might not make it this year, but yep. in a year or two from now, uh, look for them to be a perennial All Star team. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so then you have Goran Dragic. We move on. Sorry, we move on to the Heat. Goran Dragic and Dwight Bucks. You have Josh Richardson, Deion Waiters, and Tyler Hero. Uh, small forwards, Derek Jones Jr., Justice Winslow, and Casey Akpala. Power forwards, James Johnson, Jonas Jerebko, and M- Michael Beasley. And centers, Bam Adebayo, Hassan Whiteside, and Kelly Olynyk. Again, not a great team, but no. an okay team. On any given night, if they were to win a game, it wouldn't surprise me, but they're not great. There have been some rumors, by the way, that Josh Richardson might get traded. And if he does, shame on you, front office of the Miami Heat, for keeping him and not getting Jimmy Butler. Right. When you made it seem like he was the, the man, the myth, the legend, untouchable. Yeah. So, goofy kind of there. Next up, we have the Hornets, a team that we're not high on. They do re-sign Kemba Walker, and then they have Devontae Graham as their point guards. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, Malik Monk, and Lugans Dort. Who I like Lugans Dort, by the way. 
I think yeah. he could be a solid player. Sad that he has to be yeah, on the Hornets. Not ideal. Uh, then you have small forwards, Miles Bridges, Nick Batoon, and Dwayne Bacon. Power forwards, wow, there's a lot of them. And I did not do this. This was not me. This was their front office. Willie Hernan sure, Gomez, PJ Washington, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, not really a power forward, by the way. Uh, Marvin Williams and Jalen McDaniels. Centers, Cody Zeller and Frank Kaminsky. I don't know that they're going to re-sign Frank Kaminsky. I also think in an ideal world, they wouldn't have Cody Zeller. Yeah, and uh, uh, the, the Hornets have to be super happy that Batoon is on the last, last Agreed. year of his $24 remember when David Kahn, Remember when David Kahn put the big big money on uh, him in free agency? Like, it was 12-01, and then, of course, you know, the Blazers ultimately match, and that's all she wrote. But just kind of an interesting look back at yeah. Timberwolves' history. Thank God. Next, we have the Jazz. They have Mike Conley, who they traded for. Dante Exum, who apparently they're still very high on. I can't blame him. I, I think he has a lot of potential left. He hasn't reached it. He's 23. 23 only. Yep. And then Raymond Felton rounds it out. Donovan Mitchell and Tony Allen. They have uh, small forwards. This was me. This was me. I did this. I apologize, Jazz fans. They have Car- Carmelo Anthony. I did not sign him, by the way. Whoever made this roster had him go to the Lakers and – uh, to me, I had to get that third free agent to them, the Max guy. So I had to make some trades to make it work financially. So Carmelo Anthony, Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, and Georges Niang. Uh, Mark, Mark Wallen has some words for you about signing Carmelo. Probably. Probably. Uh, next up, we have power forwards Nikola Mirotic, Anthony Tolliver, and Tyler Kavanaugh. Th- that'd be a nice offseason, by the way, if they got both Mirotic and Tolliver. Yep. I mean, I like them both. And then centers, Rudy Gobert, Ekpe Udo, and Tony Bradley. Again, I actually like a lot of these moves. Pretty solid. Let, let's talk about how great that move, that small forward grab, by the way, was. So, anyways, that's pretty, the move pretty there. horrible. I'm gonna uh, before before you uh, before you change screens here, Rob. Let me just take a picture of this and tweet it to Mark Wallen. Just get get his in his uh, his live to the moment disgust. What a great what if, right? Oh gosh. So you can send this out to him, and uh, we can see how happy he is with this move. Oops. Why don't we, uh, yeah, did you take the picture? We got to send it to him. He's going to be very pleased. Very, very pleased with what we've done here. Again, he's not going to, it's not like he's going to play a whole lot. Although I will say, 2K actually does have Carmelo Anthony being the best small forward on their roster. All right, you're good. So let that sink in. Uh, next up, we have the Kings, a team that uh, I think have a very, very bright future. Point guard, you have De'Aaron Fox, Frank Mason, and Yogi Ferrell. Shooting guards, Buddy Heald and Justin James. Small forwards, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Harrison Barnes. I actually, so this was me, by the way. He was a free agent. My understanding is that they, they are going to look to try to re-sign him. So he did, by the way, the funniest thing of the offseason so far was Harrison Barnes declining his option. And there's tons of memes out there or gifts where people go, Harrison Barnes' family, learning he turned down $25 million, And it's just like, you know, the world is over. I think it's pretty, pretty amusing to say the least. I mean, in my opinion, it's... Like I, I get it. Like you're you're trying to get a more long term deal, blah blah blah. Hopefully it works out for him. We'll see. But twenty I, turning down that much money. If he gets a long term deal where he makes like let's say fifteen million a year, it's tough to argue necessarily. But man, he better be he better be making a lot. Yep. Corey Brewer and Omri Caspi round that list. Power forwards Marvin Bagley, Nemanja Bialica, Caleb Swanigan, and Ignis Brazadakis. Honestly, one of my favorite lists of power forwards. I love every single guy on that list. Yeah, I do too. Solid. And then centers, Willie Cauley-Stein. So here's the deal. He's on not going to be on that team. He is not going to be on that team, actually. And then Harry Giles. So I think this is a good opportunity for us. And I forgot to do this when I was going through. So Willie Cauley-Stein is not going to be with them. Is he even under contract? He is. So they've, they've got the option. They've got the team option to pick up. 
But Willie Cauley-Stein's agent is actually requesting that the Kings don't pick it up and make him a UFA. So here's the deal. Let's find a way because we're all about pleasing our guy Carl Towns. I was going to say, like, if, and especially in this simulation, if the Wolves do get rid of Gorgie, they need somebody to back up Towns. You're not going to be able to probably afford Willie Cauley. He's probably going to make a pretty good amount. I think he gets overpaid. But we're having fun here, and I want to see what it would look like. So let's take a look here at uh, what would it take. Let's do this. Let's do Trade Finder because in this scenario, they picked up the option. That was not on me. That was actually – of all the bad moves I made, that was not one of them. So we'll see what the Kings would take. What are, your, what are you thinking? As far as the roster is concerned, what, what's, what's okay for you? Like, What would you say, all right, yeah, I would do that for that? Is there anything is – there, is there too much? Is there not enough? What would it take? Like dollars and cents wise? Like I'm not doing this. I'm not trading no, Will, God, Robert no. Covington in a first. God, no. Wait, okay, yep. so Done. here's the deal. Done. I, yes, Bye. here's the deal. I would, I would probably have to consider this, but in this case, we're not doing that. Uh, Ty, I'm not trading. Uh, no, no. Oh, no. I don't like any of these. I don't like any of these. I got to be honest. I don't like any of these. I don't want to trade Tyus. I think he needs to be here. Uh, Jarrett Culver, I'm not trading. I'm not trading Jalen Noel. I know I'm. I'm hot. So here's the thing. I went from like not really understanding who this player was to now being very high on Jalen Noel. I'll be honest. I'm very high on him. So not, none of these trades are good. So one of the trades, by the way, was Andrew Wiggins in a second for Willie Cauley-Stein and Emanuel Bielitsa. I That's a great trade. Can we agree? But it's not – I don't find that – I don't see that as likely. I don't see that as likely. I don't see that as happening. So I think what we need to do is probably – we need to probably propose a trade. So if we look at their squad, let's say, um, let's see, go into players and take a look and see what we could probably get them to agree to as far as something that we feel would also be agreeable. Because on the surface, the stuff they were offering, while not bad, I don't, I don't know that it's the direction we want to go. Oh, so I actually grabbed Dwayne Dedman because we needed some depth. We haven't gotten to the Timberwolves roster yet, obviously, but... Maybe we should wait on this then so we can go over the whole roster and then do the trade. Well, no, I, I think now's the time to do it. Okay. And and I think this is not the worst trade. And we, we made some other we made some other trades, by the way. Throw like a second round. Yep. So if we if we throw a second round pick in with Dwayne Dedman for Willie Cauley, uh, he says no. I'm gonna say yes. Because you know what? <laughs> uh, to me, this I is think, I do think the Kings would like a guy like Dwayne Dedman. What if we take the, so in doing some dealings, we actually got some other picks later, um, and so I wonder if, if we included other like sl- other second round picks just to get it done, to to get the virtual GM to agree. There we go. So Willie Cauley Stein is to the Timberwolves for it was four seconds, none of which were the Timberwolves. <laughs> other team seconds we've traded for throughout the years, uh, and Dwayne Dedman. Not a bad trade if you're no. the Kings. And, and we're going under the assumption that he doesn't want to be there. And so if you're the Kings, you could do a lot worse, especially if, if what they want you to do is just to decline his option. We actually got you something. So I think it's a fair trade if you're the Kings. Uh, we'll we'll take it. a look at their roster just one last time just to, to go over what it ends up looking like. So if you're the Kings, let's get to them. So position-wise, so Fox, Mason, and Farrell, Buddy Heald and Justin James, Bogdanovich, Barnes, Brewer, and Caspi. Bagley, Bielitsa, Swanigan, and Brazadakis, and then Dwayne Dedman and Harry Giles. Not bad. I like that. Not I like that roster. I Not do. bad at all. By the way, what I like about Dwayne Dedman, very good inside defender, which is why I originally got him to the Wolves. Yep. And then decent three-point shooter, very good rebounder, a lot to like. Yep. And the big thing here, 
is the, the one thing that's going to set the Kings back, in my opinion, is their new head coach. They should not have gotten rid of Jaeger. And uh, instead they go get Luke Walton. I think that's going to set them back a little bit. It could. It very well could. Uh, next, we have the Knicks. So Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank Nilakina. So I tried to trade Nilakina, but the offers I were getting were so outrageously good, I couldn't do it. I was like, no, I'm sorry, Knicks, but you're not getting yep. all this. So I ended up trading away. Uh, why can't I think of the other point guard's name? Moutier. Moutier was more realistic. Uh, yes. So I moved on from him. Because my understanding is they tried to trade Nilakina, or they're looking to. Yep. So, anyway, so they kept Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank Nilakina. Shooting guards, R.J. Barrett, Alonzo Trier, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. Sorry, Knicks fans, I did, I did do that to you. And Kyle Guy. Not that Caldwell-Pope is a bad player. He's only on a one-year deal, $12 million. It's not the end of the world. Not terrible. Um, you have small forwards, Kevin Knox and Damian Dotson. Power forwards, Ronnie Hollis-Jefferson and Moritz Wagner. I like both those players. And so I did, some, I did some maneuvering to get that. And they, they did get some picks, I believe, in some of these deals too, by the way. Centers. Oh, so this is the rumor, by the way. There's a rumor out there that the Knicks might, find a, might have a deal in place or an idea of a deal for Steven Adams. So this is where they, they shine, by the way. Yeah, because the Thunder, the Thunder made Adams available the night before draft Yeah, night. so in this scenario, the reason why the power four position is not great is because I thought you could maybe have some flexibility. So here's your centers. DeMarcus Cousins. Jay, uh, Steven Adams, Mitchell Robinson, Taco Fall, and Kylo Quinn. Good Lord. So that's, that's a great center rotation. Yeah, it is. And you want to – I think you could probably use some of those guys in different rotations. And so you have some flexibility. I don't hate that Knicks team. No, I don't either. I don't – I think I've done a better job with the Knicks than the Knicks did. I was going to say the Knicks <laughs> would be – the Knicks, the Hornets, and the Cavs are my, my three teams that I feel like will be top three lotto picks. Now, this is one of my favorite rebuilds that I've done is the Lakers. I – Obviously, they took care of some of it, but I went the rest of the way. There, was a, there is a, a story out there I saw about, is there any chance that Rose would sign with the Lakers? I think there is. I think if you're Derrick Rose, that'd be a fun team to be a part of. Yeah, it would. Absolutely. So, so I have them going Derrick Rose and Rajon Rondo. Now, Rondo, I did not. That was not me. The, the person that made this roster did that, and I kept him. I think it makes some sense. Uh, shooting guards, you have Jamal Crawford. Small forwards, you have LeBron James, Jimmy Butler. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker and Utah Watanabe. So Butler and Watanabe were me. And then same with uh, Jamal Crawford actually was not me. But it fits the narrative that um, that veterans would take less money to play with LeBron. Yeah, and Jamal Davis. Crawford's 38. He's got a year or two left in him. So what I did was – He wants I, to win a ring. Yeah. So I traded all those, all those young players that they have to get rid of. So Bonga, Wagner, and I can't think of the last guy. But they got to get rid of all those guys to have room for a, a max free agent, which is what I did, and they got him. So that's the nice move there. Power forwards, Kyle Kuzma. There is, so I have seen this, that Favors has been linked to the Lakers. I found a way to make it happen. I did not change any of the players' contract demands, and I made it work. All right. Uh, it, it, the way I had to make it work, though, was someone else had to sign him, and then I traded for him, which is why some other teams got stuck with crap. But so Kuzma, Favors, and Elise Johnson. Centers, Anthony Davis and JaVale McGee. Anthony Davis is not a center, so uh, it is what it is. But I like what they've done here. That's a good roster. It's a very good roster. If they won the championship, wouldn't shock me. Nope, not at all. Next up, you have the Magic. <laughs> we talked about how we don't like them. Uh, DJ Augustine, Markel Fultz, and Isaiah Briscoe. That is a grouping of players. Uh, shooting guard, you have Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier, and Melvin Frazier. Another grouping of players. It is, yeah. Uh, small forwards, it's a little better here. One of the names on this list is not in the league anymore, so I don't know who made this roster. But uh, Jonathan Isaac, Wesley Wundu, Richard Jefferson... <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Didn't you hear Richard Jefferson's coming out of retirement to play with the Orlando yeah. Magic? So, But I didn't touch that one. Uh, Quincy Pondexter. Power forwards Aaron Gordon and Chuma Okeke, because why not? And Vucevic and Bamba. So here's the thing. If Markel Fultz was to pan out, that's a big – it's one of the biggest hits in the league. This is not the worst roster I've ever seen, and I don't hate it because Vucevic is solid. Bamba was one of my favorite players in the draft last year, and Aaron Gordon's good. Why does Aaron Gordon look like he just murdered somebody? In He's his, real happy his about picture. it, too. He's real happy about it. It's, it's a very creepy smile. You know what? If you paint his face, that's the Joker. Yeah. That is the Joker. Yep. Uh, next up, we have the Mavericks. I made some moves here. They were real short at point guard. Whoever made this, whoever made this uh, roster, the point guard position was, was not great. And I, so I said to myself, what's a team that could use a point guard and a guy that needs to be on a team? Terry Rozier. They gave him a four-year, pretty big money deal, I will say. So Terry Rozier, Jalen Brunson, J.J. Barea, and Seth Curry. Well, isn't Barea going to be out most of this season with the injury that he suffered at the tail end of last year? He sure is now. Uh, editing the player, we jump into the vitals. Let's find another awful injury. Now, here's the deal. We don't wish injury on any player. No, of course not. 100%. And by the way, shame on Wolves fans because there were some Wolves fans that cheered when he got hurt. Yep. I was at that game. Uh, bloody nose? Well, let's see what else we got. Let's, let's dive in deeper. We have a broken elbow. There's a bunch of brokens, but I'm not looking for broken. His shot's broke, or his, his game's broken. Uh, not Bruises. A lot of these aren't fun. Ooh, a collapsed lung. Collapsed lung, okay. Cracked neck vertebrae. How about, uh, ooh, <laughs> eye surgery. Eye surgery. <laughs> eye surgery. That's for sure it. It's definitely eye surgery. So he's going to be out for... Uh, can we also apply this to NBA referees? Yeah, right? Oh, for sure. Definitely a, a few out there. Ed Malloy? Kenny Maurer. Kenny Maurer, <laughs> yes. No questions asked. All right, so uh, 380 days. That is how long he will be out. We will keep those changes. Does not really matter necessarily. All right, so looking at the rest of the squad, uh, shooting guards, they have the guy they drafted, Davidus Servidius? Davidus Servidus. So uh, that's it, yeah. Uh, and then small forwards, Luka Doncic, Justin Jackson, Dorian Finney-Smith. You have Dwight Powell, Noel Vonley, Kostas Antetokounmpo, and then centers, Ristops Porzingis, and how about that, Al Horford. Albert. Zaza Pachulia, Robin Lopez. But Al Horford is rumored to be getting a monster deal from them. Well, and Kristaps isn't a center. He's nope. a power forward. He'd be a power forward, 100%. So. The, the big issue, the red flag here for me would be shooting guard, but I did give them Seth Curry. So I think and that he helps. Can play that on a regular 100%. Basis. One yeah. of the best shooters in the league. Makes a lot of sense. That's a solid roster. If, they, if you told me they were to – I'm not going to win the championship, but if they made a nice run in the playoffs, I would, be, I would not be shocked. Yes, sir. Next, we have the Nets. I did go all in on all the rumors the Nets have been talked about, except for – no, actually, all of them. I did all of them. Okay. So, point guard, you have Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, Shabazz Napier, and Jalen Hands. Shooting guards, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris. Small forwards, Kevin Durant, Torian Prince, Damari Carroll, Rodion Skurix, and Zanan Musa. Power forwards, Allen Williams. And centers, DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, and Nick Claxton. The rumor now is that what the Nets are going to do is they're going to sign, they're going to look to sign DeAndre Jordan in order to then entice, apparently, one of his best friends is Kevin Durant. And it's under the assumption that Kyrie Irving's already going Well, there. they're both snakes, so yeah, I can see it. So there you we go. we saw what DeAndre did to the uh, Mavericks a couple yep. years ago. Although he was, to be fair to him, at least he was kidnapped first. Correct. Nobody kidnapped Kevin Durant. Correct. 
Uh, next, but I, that's a good solid squad. Uh, the, the Nets are going to be good. Yes, they are. The Nets that's, are going to be very that's good. That's a top team in the East yep. right there. That's good down. young talent and good, like, fantastic. Veteran oh, wait. presence. And actually, by the way, sorry, Kevin Durant, you're out for the season. That's right. Kevin so, Durant's uh, injured. I did forget about that. And it's time to find another awkward so, injury. I think what we Kevin need to Durant. do is we need to figure out what is the injury that would cause him to be snake-like. Let's do it. So um, I would argue the first thing would be, obviously, uh, if both of his legs were broken. That's the first thing. Don't you agree? Well, here, if let's... both of his legs are broken... Go the other way. Yeah, I was going to say. Let's just see what else we got. Torn left... Tri- torn right tricep. Torns. Torn, torn torns, and I'm not okay with those necessarily. I want... Well, that's what actually happened. I know, but I want left thigh cramps. Yep, for sure. 480 so, days. No, well, he won't be... Well, no, he won't be out that long. We're going to give it one season. I think it's fair to only Do go 400, one season. 400. 400, you think so? Yeah. Let's split the difference. We'll go 390. Perfect. And then injury number two, he's got to have another injury. So cramps is one. And then the other one's got to be something uh, interesting. What else? Um, Suspension. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Strained. A neck strain. Nope. Strained Strained, groin. Strained groin for sure. Got to be. So that will also keep him out for 300. Do 389. All right. 389 it is. So there you go. I, I Sorry, think Kevin, fair. your groin and thigh are cramping up. Yep, that's what it's tough being a snake. So he is out for the season. And next up, we have the Nuggets. Uh, point guards, Jamal Murray and Monte Morris. You have Gary Harris and Malik Beasley. Michael Porter Jr., who the game thinks he's very good. 20, uh, 20 years old and a 79. Yep. Uh, Will Barton, Torrey Craig, and Juan Hernan Gomez. Juan Power Joe. forwards, they bring back Paul Millsap on a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, good luck there, but I did not do that. That was not me. <laughs> so don't blame me, Nuggets fans. Uh, so Paul Millsap, Trey Lyles, Tyler Lydon, and Jared Vanderbilt. And centers, Nikola Jokic, Bol Bol, of course, and Miles Plumley. And look for Bol Bol to quickly project uh, upwards in that, uh, in that depth chart to the two spot, I think, once, uh, once the season gets going and he's fully healthy. Yep, so we'll see what happens there. Next up on the list. Oops, we closed out accidentally. So jumping to, so we just went the Nuggets. Now we have the Pacers would be next. You have Ricky Rubio. Oh, kudos to the guy that made this roster. I did not look at that, but they brought in Rubio, which actually I think happens. Uh, Aaron Holiday, uh, Ty Lawson, I guess. And I I did this. (laughs) I gave them Chase and Randall. (laughs) And they had to give up something to get them, too, I'll be honest. What'd they give up? I think two seconds or something. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, shooting guards, Victor. Oh, oh. How long is he out for? I think shouldn't he be? I'll, let me look it up. I don't think he's out for the season. Let's take a look. I think that's a, a good a good time. We can come back to that. I'll keep going. Why don't you look it up? Uh, Bohan Bogdanovich, uh, sorry Gary Temple, and then Bojan Bogdanovich and Doug McDermott. Power forwards. So, as of three days ago, Victor Oladipo could be out until December or January. All right. So from an October start point, November, December, that's three months. So put him out a hundred days. So we're going to go Bloody Nose. Is that fair? We haven't done Bloody Nose yet. So I'd like to go Bloody Nose. So he'll be out for uh, – it's a really bad Bloody Nose. 100 days with a Bloody Nose. Actually, I would add appendectomy. No. Well, appendectomy is pretty – I think Bloody Nose. Let's just keep seeing what else we got. We've gone through most of the other ones. Bloody Nose. Because a lot of it's just the broken. Like a lot of things are broken, bruised. uh, Collapsed lung. Collapsed lung. He's having a tough time breathing. Gosh, poor old. Out for a hundred days. One hundred days. I think that's. I think that's a, a a large amount of time. To be fair, for a, I mean a collapsed lung. I don't know how long you'd be out for. Probably uh, this, a while. This just in. 
we got a response from Mark Wallen. Uh, so I sent a picture of uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony being on the Utah Jazz. Uh, Mark Wallen, uh, who, if you don't follow him, he's got some good basketball mindset. Uh, at Mark W underscore E zero one. Um, talks about a lot of different stuff, a lot of football and a lot of uh, uh, Atlanta oh, Falcons stuff. Yep, but he talks true. about the Jazz, so that's why I wanted to tweet at him. He responds back, F minus. <laughs> um, that's 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 probably better. That's probably better than it should be. Uh, finishing up. The, by the way, uh, thanks, Mark, for the, the quick response. Uh, as far as the Pacers, I'll finish it off with Sabonis, T.J. Warren, T.J. Leaf, and then centers Miles Turner, Thad Young, who's not a center, by the way, uh, Timothy Mozgov, who, yep, I'm raising my hand. That was me again. Way to go, Rob. And then you have Goja Batadze is how we round out the list. Uh, we next have the Pelicans, Drew Holiday, Zion Williamson. Oh, actually, we should go back and go position by position. So they have Lonzo Ball, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Frank Jackson. Shooting guards, Drew Holiday, Etwan Moore. Small, wow, a lot of small forwards, by the way. And Josh Hart. And I did not do guard. this. Uh, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. Di- what? Derek yeah! Williams. Derek Williams. I did not do this. I'm sorry, Pelicans Derek fans. Uh, friend of the show. We, well, we have a few friends of the show, I guess, that are, are following the Pelicans. But Preston Ellis. Uh, sorry, Preston. Uh, I did not do this to you. You have James Nunnally and Vince Edwards. Now, Vince Edwards, I did do to them. He went, he actually, I don't know who Vince Edwards is. I'm not familiar with him, but everybody wanted that guy. Every time I traded him to a team, I would then go and try to move on from him. And it was always for a pretty good haul. And then you have power forward Zion Williamson and Chike Diallo. Centers, Jaleel Okafor, Jackson Hayes, and Jeff Withy. I actually did that as well. I gave them Jeff Withy. Uh, Vince Edwards, Vincent Mike Edwards, uh, Currently is on the Houston Rockets. He's on a two-way contract with the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. He played college ball for Purdue. He was a he was the 52nd overall pick in 2018 by the Utah Jazz. Interesting. Okay. Well, there you go. Next up, we have the Pistons. Uh, Reggie Jackson and Ish Smith. Ish is how I feel about their point guards. Uh, shooting guards, Luke Kennard, Langston Galloway, Kyrie Thomas. Love Kyrie Thomas. Uh, Bruce Brown, another guy I like. And then Svi McCulloch, small forwards, Tony Snell, Glenn Robinson the third. although Glenn Robinson is no longer with them. I'm not going to change it, but he's no longer with them. That I know. And then Isaiah Roby, power forwards, Blake Griffin, Sekou Dumbuya, and Luke Babbitt. I, I gave them Luke Babbitt. That was on me. Centers, Andre Drummond and Thon Maker. Not a great squad, but not a bad squad. Yep. A lot of it's going to depend on the health of Reggie Jackson. I don't hate it. By the way, I don't dislike Ish Smith. I shouldn't say that. I just uh, I don't love their point guard position. It's not like a it's not a position where I say that's strong. Let's say that. Next up, you have the Raptors. Uh, in this scenario, and it's it's been reported now that there's a good chance Kyle Lowry will stay with the Raptors. Uh, so Kyle Lowry, Fred VanVleet, and Jeremy Lin. Shooting guards: Danny Green, Norman Powell, and Pat McCaw. Small forwards: Kawhi Leonard and OG Ananobi. Chris Boucher, Piascal, Siakam, and Mindagas Kuzminskis at power forward. And centers, Gasol, Ibaka, and Cornette. I did give them Cornette. That one's on me. That's I, not a I, downside. I think, obviously, I think the Raptors will be the team to beat in the East. But yeah, I think it's argu- you could say they're the favorites, and yeah, I would understand that. I would say so. Next up, we have the Rockets. Chris Paul, Moutier, which the Chris Paul stuff, we should talk about that quick. That's interesting. What are your thoughts on the Chris Paul stuff? I hear conflicting reports. He's fighting with, with Harden. He's not fighting with Harden. Have you seen the video clip where uh, 
I can't, I don't, I don't know which is which. One of the guys tries to fist bump between Harden and Chris Paul. And I think it's, I think it's Chris Paul tries to fist bump Harden. He slaps him. You don't like you, no one says no to a fist bump unless you're Kawhi Leonard in the tunnel before the game. Right, exactly. I was just gonna or say. if you like are legit pissed slapping it away. That's a problem. I think there's a real issue there. I do too. And I think the Rockets are doing their best to keep it under covers. Yep. I think, I think so too. So Chris Paul, Moutier, which I did that. That was me. Sorry. Uh, Shamari Pons, who I think is great. And I also did this. I got them Tremont waters, but that's a good, those are good prospects. Yep. So I don't, I don't feel bad. Shooting guards, James Harden, Austin Rivers, and Mie Oni. I gave them Mie Oni. I don't really know who Mie Oni is, but at 22 years of age and a 71 overall, you could do a lot worse. Then you have Eric Gordon and Gerald Green. Julius Randle, by the way, um, I, I saw some – I don't remember if I saw some people linking him or I just liked the idea, but I made a bunch of moves to get them Julius Randle. So Julius Randle and P.J. Tucker, that's a pretty solid uh, one, too. And then centers, Clint Capella, Amir Johnson, and Isaiah Hartenstein. So Clint Capella, there's been a lot of rumors that he might get moved. Ultimately, I did not go that route. So we'll see what happens there. It's, it's going to be interesting, though, if Chris this, Paul gets moved and if Clint Capella gets moved, this Rockets team turns very quickly into a rebuilding team. Well, I don't. not when you have James Harden. The, just James Harden alone, I think, makes you good. And depending on what the return would be, here's the problem. Nobody wants Chris Paul. Nobody wants that, that contract. Correct. He's old. And here's the thing. It's not like he's a bad player, but it's a lot of money. And so I understand why teams are hesitant to do it. But ultimately, if this, let's say this was the way it worked, and let's say there was no issues between Harden and Paul, I like this. I like yep. this team. Yep. It's, a, it's a good squad. But here's the thing. Are they going to win a championship? No. Thumbs down. They are Curse not. Chris Paul this, is, this is the Clippers yeah. from when Chris Paul was there. It's the same team. Yeah, Curse of, Curse of Chris Paul lives on. 100%. So then we have the Spurs. DeJounte Murray, Derek White, and Patty Mills. Uh, we're assuming DeJounte Murray is going to come back healthy. And I don't he need to look back. that up. He should be back and healthy. I mean, he was injured pretty early on yep. in the season. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Lonnie Walker, Bryn Forbes, Marco Bellinelli. You have Rudy Gay and Keldon Johnson. Power forwards, LaMarcus Aldridge, Davis Bertans, and Lucas Hamanic. And centers, Potal and Bogut. I did Bogut, by the way. That was me. That was me. But uh, I like like I like the squad. I definitely like the squad. I, do too. I, I don't think there's any issues there. I don't think they're going to win you, a championship, but I think I don't be think so. But if they did, it wouldn't shock me. Only because of the Greg Popovich factor. He's that good. Yeah, that's so, accurate. Something to watch for. Uh, we have the Suns. We've already ripped them enough. Let's rip them some more. Uh, point guards Jalen Lequeux, who I had to give him. I had to give them Jalen Lequeux because whoever made the roster didn't account for that. But they have signed him. To a four-year deal, two uh, years guaranteed, I believe. Since we're talking about who, who we've forgotten, uh, Amir Coffey signed with the Clippers. Yep. Well, sort of. It's, a, it's a, an Exhibit 10 contract, so there's no guarantees involved. Yeah, just put him on the roster anyways. Uh, so there's that. Uh, so Jalen Lequeux, Tyler Johnson, Ty Jerome, uh, DeAnthony Melton, and Elia Kobo. Here's the thing. Six point guards. Here's the thing. The sun's way. That sounds crazy, right? And but even though I'm the one that gave them Jalen Lequeux, they're the ones that took him in real life. That's a lot of point guards. You then have uh, shooting guards Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, and Devin Harris. Kelly Oubre Jr., Josh Jackson, Dario Saric, Cameron Johnson, Dragan Bender, and DeAndre Ayton and Rashawn Holmes. They have some interesting pieces. If you told me when the season ended this was the worst team in basketball, I would be surprised, but... I- on the at the same token, I, I could be. see it happen. Hundred yeah, percent. There's just a lot going on. I don't know. That's one of those things. That this is kind of like if you were like, all right, I'm going to start a puzzle, 
But then someone handed me only corner pieces. Probably not finishing that puzzle. No. Nope. That's all I'm going to say. Accurate. Uh, next up, you have the Thunder. Point guards, Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, and Jared Jack. Is Jared Jack still in the league? I was just going to ask. He's still around? Well, he is here. <laughs> uh, shooting guards, Andre Roberson, Terrence Ferguson, Kadeem Allen, Hamadou Diallo, Deontay Burton. By the way, I did not do any of this. <laughs> uh, small forwards, Paul George, Darius Baisley, Mario Hazonia. Well, actually, I did do that. I did do that. And then Darius <laughs> Miller. Uh, small forward or power forwards, Jeremy Grant and Patrick Patterson. And centers, Nerlens Noel. Oh, I definitely did that because I got rid of <laughs> Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams. Well, I don't care. That's their team. They're stuck with them. And here we go. The only team that matters. Yes. Minnesota hey! Timberwolves. We have D'Angelo Russell, Tyus Jones, and uh, the one-two punch of Jalen Noel. Shooting guards, Jarrett Culver, Robert Covington, and Josh Okogie. Small forwards, Andrew Wiggins and Kata Bates at Diop. Power forwards, I did this, by the way. Luke Mamute. I found a way to get him. Bring him back. Uh, Nas Reed's on the team. I also got us Dante Cunningham. I like how Nas Reed already has a picture. Yep, 100%. Well, yeah, that's pretty cool. Good job to whoever did that. Is that actually Nas Reed, though? Uh, that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, actually. You know who got, No, who actually, that, no, that is. I think that is Nas Reed. That kind of looks a little bit like Montrez Harrell. I think it's Nas. Well, I don't know. He does look similar to that, though. They have similar uh, the, the hair to that. Uh, Dante Cunningham and then Wenyan Gabriel is our two-way player. Carl Towns, Willie Cauley-Stein, and then Tyler Davis, two-way player. Tyler Davis. That does it for the Timberwolves. And uh, that's actually, let's see, there's not much left. We have the, no, we already did the Blazers. Uh, that's everybody. We've done we all the, did the Blazers. Yeah, we did. Did we? We did the Blazers. No, because we didn't do the. Yeah, we did the Blazers. Oh, that's right. We started with that. We did the Wolves last. So there you go. That is uh, the rosters that you're looking at. And now we're going to start into uh the simulation aspect of it. We'll go to the trade deadline. Now, normally we skip ahead, but the new thing we're starting this week is we're going to go over like talkers and things of that nature while the game is simulating. And that way we can jump in and make some changes. The only thing we do have to do actually that I have not done yet, I just thought of this, is we actually have to uh, fix the, the training staff or this, actually the whole staff, the staff in general, because right now it is still Tom Thibodeau and his staff because whoever made this did not update uh, coaching staffs. We'll stick with Trey James as our as our uh, trainer because it doesn't matter. We'll change that in the offseason. So we fire all of these bad guys. Although uh, we could probably – well, that's not great as far as business. By the way, if you do make uh, changes to your staff midseason, they will accept everything. So whatever the default setting is for salary, the first offer, they will accept it. So four years and whatever the money you want to offer these guys, they'll actually take it. So then we have uh, assistant coaches – we look at defense because, uh, of course, that's what they're doing with the actual Timberwolves team. So we're going to grab a good defensive-minded assistant coach. As far as head coach is concerned, we're going to grab Ryan Saunders. In this case, uh, he will be represented by Michael Stoffer. And if you disagree, come at me. Come at me. Sounds good to me. Assistant GM, you can get, again, whoever you want because all these guys are going to take whatever you offer them. So we'll grab Jordan Davis. And then CFO, looking at who's available. Generally, we grabbed Twin Olsen. It looks like uh, he's probably one of the best guys available anyways, so we will grab him as well. And there you go. We are all set up for the team, and we'll jump ahead to free agency. Or sorry, not free agency, the, uh, the trade deadline. Take a look there. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We are the Howl covering your Timberwolves. Let's take a look here at uh, some talkers. One thing I want to go over here with you. Now, I'll send this to your phone so you can look this over, Kevin. Uh, I find this kind of interesting. This is a complete the Lakers starting five. 
and you have $10 to do so. I think this is kind of a cool thought exercise. And we're actually probably going to do this for the Timberwolves. What we're likely going to do is we're going to uh, create our own. We'll probably send it out either via the Howl or via Nothing But Net. But we'll do a Timberwolves-based one so all the players throughout history create your best Timberwolves lineup. I think that could be kind of fun. But for now, we're going to take a look at the Lakers. Now, again, in this simulation, what we ended up doing, we gave them Jimmy Butler, and obviously they already have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So let's take a look here and see uh, what, what we can do. So uh, the $1 options would be Seth Curry. Wait, wait, yeah, Seth Curry, DeMarcus Cousins, and Pat Beverly. I don't know how DeMarcus Cousins is a $1 option. Probably because coming off the injury and he didn't necessarily play the best. Uh, during the, the time that he spent with the Warriors. So $2, Brooke Lopez, Rajon Rondo, and Danny Green. Uh, $3, Chris Middleton, Tobias Harris, Malcolm Brogdon. $4, Jimmy Butler, D'Angelo Russell, and Kemba Walker. And $5, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Clay Thompson. So let's take a look here. Um, what are we going to... Uh, my So it's $10. By the way, you have LeBron and AD. And all you're doing is the starting five, by the way. Yeah, it's so not, three players for 10 bucks. Three players for $10. I think if you're going to maximize, maximize your value, you know, if this was actually how this worked, I think a good option to go for would be like a Kyrie Irving, but I think he's gone. And I think Kawhi Leonard's not going to go there. And I think Klay Thompson is going to resign with the Warriors. So for my money, if I'm going to be at least semi-realistic, I'm going to take out the $5 category. I'm going to go with $4 to Jimmy Butler. I'm going to go $3 to Tobias Harris. And then I'm going to go $3 to Chris Middleton. That's where I'm going. So I'm going Butler, Middleton, and Tobias Harris. Not realistic. I don't think it's even possible. But that's where I'm going to go, just based on the list as it is here. What are your thoughts? Uh, so for me, I, you know, I, I'm going to call, Le in this situation, I'm calling LeBron a three and AD a four. So you need a one, two, and a five. I address those needs with some money to spare. Uh, the $4, they go Kemba Walker. The $3, Tobias Harris. And the $1, DeMarcus Cousins. So they spend eight. They got two bucks left. Their starting five is Kemba. Uh, oh, shoot. I messed that up. Yeah, I did. Does that not work money-wise? No, it just doesn't work for the position-wise stuff that I was trying to do. Um, but basically, well, so then what they'll do is they'll go Kemba, LeBron, Tobias, AD, DeMarcus. Say it one more time. Kemba, LeBron, Tobias Harris, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins. And so for me, I'm going LeBron, AD, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, and Tobias Harris. So kind of interesting. Uh, kind of a cool thought exercise. I think it's, it's kind of cool what they were able to accomplish. And we'll see what the actual offseason brings. Before we move on, let's take a look here. So the Timberwolves are 9-9. Nine and 9-10 nine, nine and 10 now. They just lost a couple games, actually. So they're sitting right at 500. Not bad, although we just got blown up by the Cavs. So that leaves a little sour taste in That's your mouth. A huge sour taste. Uh, but we did just get a nice win against the Spurs, and uh, hopefully, yep, and a nice win against the Rockets. So at least we're evening it out. Still sitting at 500. Uh, let's go over. Let's kind of talk over uh, what we're anticipating uh, for summer league. I'm kind of intrigued how the Wolves summer league roster ends up looking. One thing I will point out is uh, for Nothing But Net Radio, we have a number of shows that are going to be live from Summer League, so definitely pay attention to that. Yeah. We have um, our newest edition, the Mavs show uh, called The Blue Hardwood. They're going to be there. I believe Hoops and Brews is going to be there as well. So we've got a number of uh, options for 
coverage for the summer league that it's going to be pretty interesting i think it's gonna be kind of cool to watch but for the wolves specifically uh, one thing that was just announced is josh akogi is going to be there he is going to be at summer league yeah he kind of announced that himself which was a little bit of a surprise but glad to see that he's going to take part in it you wonder if if he stepped forward and said i'd like to be there yeah and and if and if that's the case props to him i yep. love that a lot of guys don't necessarily want to go to summer league especially the guys that have worked out to be better prospects than maybe than people thought so that's kind of interesting. But I, I'm, I'm a huge Josh Akogi fan. I'm going to be excited to watch what he brings to the table. Uh, obviously, Nas Reed's going to be there as our two-way prospect. Jarrett Culver, it sounds like, will eventually be there, we hope. Yep. Our first game is on the 5th of July, so that game he won't be in. The trade will take place the 6th. Yep, on the 6th, so he'll just miss after. one game, which is fine. Yep. Obviously, uh, you've already got some pretty good young wings. So who are the other players that are going to be at Summer League? That's a good question. They, uh, As far as uh, p- prospects are concerned, there's – I can't think of his name offhand, but there is a, a really good defensive prospect uh, that we did end up picking up for our summer league roster. He's not under contract, but there's a really good defensive prospect. Uh, Brian something, I want to say. I don't know, but wh- that's going to be a guy to watch for that's really interesting to me because I think he was defensive player of the year in his conference. So the, the two teams that we've signed, or two players that we've signed for our summer league so far that, that I show here, and this is through... Uh, uh, Yahoo Sports actually as of today uh, Nas Reed and Tyus Battle oh yep Tyus Battle as well there's more though so uh, we have uh, Jordan Murphy I'm very yes. very excited for Jordan Murphy I would have liked to get Amir Coffey as well but I get that that's kind of a, a feel-good story kind of thing and credit Bar- Barry Brown the, Barry Brown that's it I believe he was one of the he might have been defensive player of the year in his conference, but Kansas State. A, just a phenomenal defensive prospect. I want to say his defensive rating was 91, which is outstanding, but he is very interesting to me to watch. I'm very excited about that. More, more games, fourth most minutes of any player in Big 12 history, uh, first all-time in school history in steals, fourth in double-digit scoring games and made field goals, fifth in scoring, sixth in assists, seventh in made free throws, and eighth in made three-pointers. So definitely lots to like uh, as far goodness. as what we're going to watch. I, he could be an interesting player. Ty's battle, I'm very intrigued by him. Now his is uh, his is just a summer league deal, I believe. I don't think it's and it might even be a it might even be a exhibit ten. Ty's battle, I guess I don't recall which which or which. Um, so that's kind of interesting as far as uh, what they're going to do. But so I'm I'm very excited for summer league. Going to be a lot to like there. I'm curious who the coach is going to be. It had been Ryan Saunders. I'm assuming he's not. He's the head coach now of the actual team. But if, it, it'd be kind of cool if he was still the summer league coach, but that seems unlikely. It would be, yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening there. I'm very pleased. Here we are, by the way, at the trade deadline. Uh, the Wolves are 27-26. and 26. Let's take a look at some of the well, – uh, real, real quick, Rob, this, is, this was updated July 21st. I don't know if I – I didn't know this. The NBA announced today that the Chinese and Croatian national teams – We'll join all 30 NBA oh, teams to cool. compete at MGM Resorts NBA Summer League in 2019. Very cool. Marking the first time that the league features two international teams. Very cool. I'm, I'm all in for that. Uh, by the way, this simulation went nowhere near what we thought it would. The number two team in the West is the Suns. Holy cow. <laughs> now that would shock me. Now that would shock me. Uh, Lakers, no surprise, are number one. Uh, the Wolves are – we are in the playoffs, by the way. We are sitting at – let's see. That is the eight seed? Eight seed. We are just behind the Spurs and just behind the Nuggets and the Warriors. So not doing too shabby. We're only a few games back of the five seed. As far as the East, unbelievable. The Knicks are the number one team in the East. Wow. Th- you're welcome, Knicks. You're welcome. 
That was me. I built that team. Uh, The Nets are not even in the playoffs. Keep in mind, by the way, actually, the Nets are one of the worst teams in the whole league. Keep in mind, Kevin Durant's hurt. Remember, he's out for the season with a bloody nose or whatever we gave him. Uh, So that's interesting. Uh, No shock, the Hornets, the worst team in the NBA. So there's that. Let's take a look at the statistics. I'm very curious. I want to see the rookie report, too. Yep. So let's take a look at player statistics real briefly. So Carl Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Culver are the top scorers. Wiggins is uh, yeah, not great. Uh, pretty good, actually. 10-7. and 11-7 and seven almost for Willie Cauley-Stein. Off the bench. I'll take that. So that's pretty solid there. Uh, Russell, 7.4 assists per game. That's pretty good. Looking at our, uh, our younger players, Akogi, uh, putting up some decent numbers. Let's take a look at team stats. I'm curious, like, defensively, how are we looking? So, let's see. Points allowed. Uh, if you go, so, the best defensive team right now is the 76ers. We are one of the best defensive teams. Uh, that's pretty good. We are one of the top teams defensively. And then uh, points per game. Are we looking good or are we not? So, points per game. Rockets are the best team in the league. And the Wolves are, oh, we're kind of average. We're sitting at 22. Below average. So, not great. Rookie report. Uh, what do you want to see with the rookie report? I'm just curious as to so Shamori Pons has been amazing. Some of the names in that point. Zion Costas Antetokounmpo. Yep. Good. R.J. Good. Barrett, Nas Little, Sekou's looking good for the Pistons. Michael Porter Jr., uh, Goja Batadze. Some interesting names. Jared Culver's 12th. That's not great. Let's not let's not uh, let's not beat around the bush. That's not great. Looking at the rest of the squad, uh, Bull Bulls pretty low. So it's it's a lot of the names you'd expect as far as the top rookies. So Williamson Pons. Costas, though. Costas and Pons aren't expecting this. Yeah, that's surprising. Uh, Nas Little, though. Sekou. So interesting. Uh, The guys that aren't. So uh, Darius Garland's barely in the top 10. Same with Hunter. John Morant's 11th. I wonder what's going on there. But it, but if you look at his stats though, twelve point seven, eight rebounds, and yeah, they're good stats. Assists. What are they? What are they ranking this? That's on? just points per game. So it's just yeah, you're right. So it's just points per game. Uh, John Morant is first in in assists. Well, how about steals? Nas Little's first in steals and in uh, blocks. I'm assuming is it Z- Zion? Costas is number one in the league in blocks for rookies. That's crazy. Kind of cool. So here we go. We're going to jump through the rest of the season. Well, we won't make any trades. We'll just keep it the way it is and just kind of take a look. We're sitting at the eight seed, and we'll go from there. Uh, well, one thing we could do, actually, is taking a look at if we have anyone that actually qualifies for a contract extension. I don't know. I don't know that we have anyone that's going to be qualified. Nope. Everyone is ineligible. So here we go. Simulating through the rest of the season. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing in a Channel. We are the Howl. And this is a look at the offseason, the draft, how it compared to what ends up happening in real life, some of the free agents, and, of course, we are doing all of that as part of our 2K simulation here on the show. So we are 30-27. and 27. Good start to the – wow, we just beat the first place Knicks. We just uh, had a nice win against the Bucks. A five-game win Ah, oh, how do you lose to the, to the Kings? That was the revenge game, apparently, since Willie Cauley asked for out. We did lose to the Hawks, which leaves a bad taste in my mouth. If we lose to the Wizards, I might leave. Oh, my gosh, we lost to the Wizards. But the Hawks are a good team. The Wizards aren't, though. The Wizards are not. Uh, lost to OKC. Nice win against Sekou and the Pistons. We are 34-31. and 31. All right, we beat the Wizards. Chemistry is climbing. It's what, 83? 91%. 91, wow. So that is almost championship-level chemistry. But we're losing now. We're on a f- we've lost like five out of the last seven. That's not great. We are oh now we've lost we're losing we're basically just sucking now we're down to five hundred we are now below five hundred we can't win a single game all of a sudden and although then we play the Hornets the Hornets always find a way to help you write the ship same with the Grizzlies um yeah not ideal this is a mixed bag we're we're close thirty eight and thirty six if we can get to forty wins I'd be pretty pleased 
I think most people uh, lost a close loss to the Wizards, a blowout loss to the Sixers, a win against the Blazers. It's a, again, it's a mixed bag. We're at 500. Nice win against the Mavs, though. That's a pretty good Mavs a Mavs team. Win. Nice, wow, very close two point victory against the Heat. So we're 42. All right, this is a, this is a solid season. Yeah, this is a very five, above 500. And we end the season beating the Thunder, beating the Raptors, and beating the Nuggets. I'm great with that. I have never seen this. I've never seen this happen this late in his career. MVP is LeBron James. 23 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Boom. That is solid. Boom. 39% from three. Oof, 68% from the free throw line. Uh, rookie of the year is Zion Williamson. Shot. I've never seen this before. No, never. So we have uh, defensive player of the year. Or sorry, let's uh, sixth man is Sekou. Oh, nice. Good for Interesting. him. 15, 6, and 3. Defensive player of the year is Draymond Green. I've never seen that. That's a little surprising. Defensive player of the year is a little surprising. Good for him, though. 14, 8, and 6, though. That's a great stat line from him. Most improved is Aaron Gordon. 22, 9, and 4. That's a really solid season. Coach of the year is Brett Brown. 56 and 26. Uh, That's a little surprising. Let's see who makes the list. So Curry, Westbrook, James, Giannis, and Jokic are your first team. Second team is Vucevic. Zion makes second team, and so did Devin Booker. My goodness. All-NBA third team. Yeah, Carl Towns. So Embiid must have gotten injured. Jeez. John Morant is All-NBA third team. And Embiid must have gotten injured. This is crazy. Wow. All right. No, we turned – actually, so uh, injuries, I think, were turned off other than the ones we gave. Oh, really? I believe, yes. <sighs> yep. Poor Joel. Yeah, that didn't work out well for him. All defensive, you have uh, – he did not make those lists either. Rocco is all defensive first team. That's solid. And all rookie, we had nobody made our list, but all rookie was Williamson, Morant, Barrett, Garland, and Dembuya. No surprise. And second team was Nasir Little, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Cam Johnson. All right, the the Suns feel regime. Johnson, all right. And Michael Porter Jr. Pretty solid. So the Wolves finished the seven seed, forty four and thirty eight. We're taking on the two seed Rockets. Let's uh, any surprises here? I mean, the Suns are the third seed. That's a huge surprise. Yeah. What did they? They uh, 49 and 33. That's not happening. So, yeah. That's, All right. Well, let's see what happens. Ugh. First game against the Rockets goes to. Oh, we lost. By 19. That was not, not great. Not great. Game number two goes to the Rockets as well. By Closer. 13. 121 to 109. All right. 12. We move to Minnesota. What happens in Minnesota? Uh, that's well, how it's hey. done. 121 to 104. By the way, the winning team has been 119, 121, and 121. Yeah. So There's solid the victory number. there. Let's see who who was the guy. Carl Towns, Jerk Hover was solid. Uh, Wiggins had a pretty good game. D'Angelo Russell. All right, we'll take that. Nas Reed, by the way, putting up some pretty good numbers. Looks like we signed Tabo Cephalosha too. Oh, I did that. Oh, you so did that. So the game decided that we were short players. Uh, so I was like, I'll just get a defensive guy. So kind of interesting there. All right, two one game number four. Let's go. Let's two, go. Two two two. One eleven eighty nine. We blew him out. That's a solid 22-point win. Here we go back to Houston. Can we pull out an upset? Oh, we lost uh, 116-101. to 101. Now we're back to Minnesota, right? Isn't that how it goes? 2-2-1-1-1? 2-2-1-1-1. And here we go. In Minnesota, can we pull it off? We did. Seven games. Who is the guy that got us here? Uh, wow. 19-10-6 for Towns. Jarrett Culver with 18. Wiggins with 16-1-2. Nas Reed, 12 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. Whew. Again, he's not a two-way player. That was not our choice. Whoever made the roster did that, and I was fine with it. We weren't going to change that. Here we go. Game number 7. 
I'm going to predict that we lose, unfortunately. I think we win it. All right. I'm confident. I like the confidence. Here we go. Game seven. Yes! Done it. Wow. Stunner. Wolves make it to the second round. Uh, by the way, a couple upsets, and, and probably the way it should be. The Suns lose in the first round because they didn't belong there anyways. And, and I will say this. 2K is really good about this. If you're really, really successful with a really young team, you never win in the playoffs. Almost ever. Yep. So that's not shocking. By the, the way, Knicks, the Knicks lost. Tell me how, how is the Suns head coach not the coach of the year? Right. He gets that uh, team. The, so the, the two seed, the three seed, both lost in the East as well. Interesting. But the, so by the way, if we talked about Joel Embiid not making any of the rot, they're the one seed. So I don't know what happened with Joel Embiid. So the Raptors are the sixth seed. Uh, Pistons are the seventh seed. By the way, this, this goes again in the East. The Knicks with a two seed, a good young team, but not enough. Not enough. So here we go. Round two, we're taking on the six seed, war, or six seed Nuggets. By the way, the, the Lakers looking pretty good over there as the one seed. All right, game number one goes to the Nuggets. We got blown out. We lost by 20, 21 points. It is away, though. It is in Denver. Yeah, this is okay. This is going to go the exact same way. Uh, 2-0, uh, close loss, or closer. We lost by 13. Here we go. We're back to, game. Back to Minnesota. 2-1. Three zero. That's not good. We got blown out. That's not good. Let's see what's happening here. By the way, you know who hasn't been on much of these uh, highlights? Willie Collins Stein has yeah. not done much. No, he hasn't. We did sign him to a one-year deal though. Well, yeah, twenty-seven so. from Russ, twenty-six from Towns, eighteen from Rocco, Wiggins though, and Culver both really quiet nights. They crapped the bed. Yep, not enough there. Here we go. Game four in Minnesota. Can we take one? We are swept. We are. At, nice. But here's the thing. If you told me going into the next season we would win the first round of the playoffs, I'm all in. I'd be okay with it. I'm all in. So here we go. Let's, uh, we'll simulate through the rest of the playoffs, and that's going to do it for this segment. We've got more of our show coming up, though. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and we are the Howl. So looking at the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference Finals, Lakers versus Warriors – or sorry, Lakers versus Denver – and, wow, the Nuggets make the championship, beating the Lakers. It is the Bucks versus the Nuggets. And the, wow, and the Denver Nuggets oh are your God. NBA champions. Go to, okay, go to their roster. Nikola Jokic, your finals MVP. Holy crap. Let's take a look at this roster again. 22, or no, sorry, uh, wow. 21, 9, and 7. So, let's see, Jamal Murray, 22 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists. Pretty good solid game for him. A double-double for Michael Porter Jr. I think the big difference maker for them is Michael Porter Jr. If yep. he's fully healthy, I think the game thinks he's better than he probably is, at least initially. We don't know how he's going to come back from that back injury. That's... We just don't know. So there you go. Bull Bull, by the way, playing uh, fifteen or 16 minutes, 5 points, 8 rebounds, 2 blocks. Well, I think you take that. Ultimately, though, that's it. The champions. So I, do I feel bad getting swept by the champions? No, I do not. Go, uh, go to the... Uh, Bucks roster real quick. I'm Bucks, curious. yeah, looking at them. So Giannis, Brogdon, Lopez. It's just their roster. There's yep. no changes really, other than uh, yeah, no, that's it. They, it's just their roster. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Right. So that's gonna do it. Uh, that's gonna do it for this segment. We got more to come on the show, so stay tuned. You'll make sure to uh, catch whatever else we have on the rest of the show, and uh, we'll come back at you uh, next week with more 2K stuff.